What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the A Show with the Kings, a pro wrestling podcast. I'm stretching. I don't know why I did that. Hit a stretch, <laughs> baby. Come on. We got a long show. Hit a stretch, man. You deserve it. Ain't nothing oh wrong God. with a little stretch. I'm a stretch right now. <laughs> uh, of course, obviously, I am Justin here with Meals. Um, what a what a week we have on the show this week, boy. When it's Mania week, it's Mania week, man. Listen, I'm already tired. I'm already tired already, Listen, and I have not. They try to take you out like Stone Cold before WrestleMania 8 and 19, baby. <laughs> they try. Yeah. Um, um, I got a got a pack. Uh, I gotta do all of this crazy stuff literally right after we we do this show. So, well, listen, it's a it's a it's a good stress because you know you about to have a whole bunch of fun and stuff like that. So I'm happy that you're gonna be in Dallas this weekend, this week, and get experience. It, it ain't quite Barcelona, but you know, no, it's Dallas, not at all. baby. <laughs> but, um, but, Barcelona, but Barcelona don't got the barbecue. The mm. Texas guy, mm. yeah. Texas is a little bit different. It's a bit. It's a little bit different. Um, of course we're here, man. Listen, today is a day of all days. This is our yearly WrestleMania prediction party. Good mm-hmm. lord, man. We got. We do this every year. I've always. I've loved doing this every year. First year we did it. I think we did it with just Amp. And it was a blast. And then it has since expanded into us getting these guests on. These guests that, you know, we we try to get throughout the year because of our recording schedule. Maybe we haven't had a lot of guests lately because we were very particular with our recording schedule. um, Considering we're bi-coastal boys. But um, we've reached out, you know, we got a couple people on the show. Definitely. Of course, you're going to hear it all through. We got the whole A-Show syndicate pretty much here. The A-Show network. Is going to be featured on this show. That means all of us in the same room at once. We mm-hmm. might have to, Loki. We might have to start a Patreon show. So when we were recording this, I threw on <laughs> AEW Dark while we oh, were yeah. recording it. So we're playing it in the background, and we didn't <laughs> record a part. But we might have to do a Patreon show of all of us watching AEW Dark and just random. We could call, call it the Dark Side. <laughs> So we might have to do that because that was some of the funniest shit that I've ever seen, including it's over. (laughs) No, hold on. If y'all on Patreon want to see and hear us watch AW Dark, let us know in the comments. (laughs) Let us in the comments. I'll set it up, baby. I'll set it up. Mondays before Raw, we get it in. Um so we have that on the show. Of course, we also featured none other than illustrious guest Trevor Trout on the show, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trevor got some words, man. We talk about a lot of the attraction matches that are happening, a lot of celebrities, a lot of comebacks. We talk about a lot of it on that part of the show. So you make sure to tune into that. And then for the ladies, we have I am Mimi Shells on Twitter. It is Mimi herself. And we go mm-hmm. long form on the women. We have a discussion. We have a conversation. We have multiple conversations, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, you, get the, you get to learn a little bit about her story, which is extremely just interesting and, and really kind of like, you know, inspiring to the story of, of pro wrestling and how it kind of attracts all ages and, and all genders and all, you know, forms of people. You know what I mean? Like 
she you know the way she came into it i didn't expect to hear it from you know that way you know and and, and right. she she really we had a really good conversation and i think and i said this on the on the discord um you know is a conversation that we needed to have i don't want to i don't want to spoil it but you guys will hear it on the show absolutely for for the ones listening to the show who definitely want to hear about the ladies we go damn near an hour long about the ladies so this is more than enough this is all that you can get of us talking about the current women's division and everyone who's represented at wrestlemania but this is the wrestlemania prediction party man like we're here it is wrestlemania week and of course we got wrestlemania week news first of all let me yeah. see if we got i think we also got some new patrons let me let me let me slide into the patrons um but we got um let me see. Oh, I thought I could do this from my phone. Oh, actually, you know what? I can't do this from my phone. Shout out to. Okay. No, I got it. I got it. Shout out to our new patron. Okay. Um, we have young man. <laughs> Hello, young man. Hello, young man. Hello, young man. And then we have Parham Habibi. Shout out to you, my friend. New patron. You came in at the right time, baby. I hope you binge the X8 Diaries. I hope you binge the Legendary Run. I hope you enjoy your extra bonus content you get from the A Show, the War Report, Rewriters Room, and everything under the sun. Um, I hope you enjoy everything. Make sure to subscribe. Actually, sorry if I'm going on the biggest rant ever. I'm sorry, man. Um, next week will be our one-year anniversary of starting the Patreon yes so what we're gonna do is for the people who want a sample of what we're giving on this patreon of what it's giving i'm using my hands right now what it's giving um i think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try to slide in a couple of patreon exclusive shows so maybe justin you pick out a show that you really like an episode maybe it'll be the spot callers a legendary run that you want to feature on the on the on the public feed i'll pick something how off the invasion this? how about what? we do this for the first time ever next week mm. uh or the anniversary uh-huh. uh same time new episode of spot callers hardcore uh hardcore heaven 96 me and cyrus spot callers Ooh. first time ever okay you get it live and in color baby dan date both days you're gonna get a new episode of spot callers we haven't done it on the public for a year um you guys are gonna get both for the anniversary just to let, let you guys let you guys know you know what you're what you're getting me and cyrus are gonna do that episode just for you guys i think what i'm going to do is i'm going to drop the final episode of invasion diaries that is the one where me you and mark are <laughs> riffing about the post invasion and we're also singing like top 40 songs and shit. <laughs> <laughs> ah yeah yeah so yeah we're gonna drop that for free and of course i mean if you ever thought of subscribing for the patreon it's gonna be there i mean we got we got a lot more stuff coming as well um but yeah i mean that's it for the patreon this is the wrestlemania wrestlemania prediction party but we got some news to take care of we got some news for the week yeah yeah we got we got to get through this quick uh johnny gargano reappeared uh on not oral sessions anymore it's now called sessions <laughs> the sessions baby you know what a plus name <laughs> yeah you, 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 i felt like she was trying to be a too, little too cute with the oral part that was a little too much um so he was on the sessions with renee uh, Johnny Gargano talked about, you know, why he left uh, NXT and WWE. He said that he knew a year before 
that he was not going to resign. He says, I felt like I was in a good place. I felt this way for a while and to where I felt like I accomplished everything I wanted to accomplish in NXT. It's kind of a scary thing to have a new baby and decide I'm going to turn on this new contract. That's a good contract, a safe contract that you're going to get money every single week coming in to go off and do your own thing. He said he was very lucky to get that chance. And so, you know, because so many people thought he resigned, but, you know, they were like, nobody gets this treatment. But he was able to get that promo that we remember on the on, on his final episode of NXT. And he mm-hmm. said he sat down with the writers and all the words that came out were my own. I wrote my own thing. I wanted to thank people. I wanted to do good things like that. I feel like I have such a good relationship, a good rapport with everyone in NXT and WWE in general. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. He says he's one of the, the most, you know, thing was he will know he wanted to do this for like a year and a half. I'm interested in kind of like, because the climate um, of the independent scene hasn't been yeah. the best, especially since, the, I mean, at the beginning, the year and a half ago, was pretty much the pandemic was already in motion. And a lot of things have not survived the pandemic, a lot of things. So I'm interested in kind of like where he wants to go next with this. What does he want to do? We had our own discussion of like, if if he eventually does want to come back to the WWE, is the door open and is the position that he was, mm-hmm. yeah, is it is the position that he had is it still there? Is it still available? Um, I I think only he knows. <laughs> you know, I think only he knows. Only he's in contact with with the people that he needs to be in contact with. I, I don't think that there's room for him on that new NXT. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that, that that's, you know, but for him to have the foresight, it, you know, to be like, oh, I, this is a year before. This is before anyone really knew, had any, you know, prior warning that this was going to happen. He says um, he, had, he had made up his year, uh, his mind a year in advance. He said he wasn't going, he wasn't leaving to go to any particular place. So he said, I just feel like I needed to go because I feel like if you watch a TV show or you watch anything in general, you see the same character. Um, And obviously he changed characters. He did heel stuff and funny stuff. He Mm -hmm. says, if you see the same people on TV for five, six years, it gets stale. I believe being off TV and being away makes people miss you. And I think people need to have a chance to miss you. So, ooh, you know what? That's a very underrated fact in professional wrestling. I think absolutely, not even just in in wrestling, but in entertainment as well, right? Like, I always called that break the Usher break. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Usher would go away for like three, four years between albums, um, and you'd ask yourself, "Damn, where that when that new Usher album coming out? We need that new Usher." Like you talking about R and B, it's like, "Yo, you need we need that new Usher." Now I'm not sure how many people are saying it today, but. But back in the day, in my day, <laughs> we were asking, yo, where's that usher? And I definitely do think that breath of fresh air. That's why I've always kind of been even a proponent of like, no if we're season. not, yeah, well, if, even if we're not going to do an off season, cycle these people out. You know what I'm saying? Um, every two years or so, I feel like you should get like three months off or something along those lines, or you can like sparsely use them throughout the year. But I think you should cycle these people. It allows for other people to get in opportunities where you never had the opportunity for. Um, it allows people to rest and recover. It allows people to do all these other things and explore things and come back with a refreshed kind of mind state. I've always been a proponent of that, especially in professional wrestling, which is like 52 weeks a year, every year, um, for the end of time. And I think while it works, I think it could, you know, I think our, our people should use that. So I actually kind of like that from him. I hope he saved all his money. I hope he's good. I mean, he's had his baby. Um, Candace is chilling. Johnny is she's chilling. Still she's still getting paid. She's the woman of the house. You feel me? 
<laughs> God bless her. Gotta have one. But yeah, I, I not much to read into. I mean, um, I, I'm glad he's happy. That you know, there's no vision of where he would go next. Either way, I feel like he as it's in a different situation than like Cole and all these other people where it was just like, it wasn't that he didn't want to try. It was that he was like, I want to, I want to spend some time on my own with myself, with my wife, with my baby, with, you know, and, and, and reaffirm and, and kind of get my, center myself. And mm-hmm. that's, everyone should really have that. You know, if you have the opportunity to do that, you should, you should definitely do that. And, um, you know, I, I like, I like this interview. I thought it was a pretty good interview. Absolutely. Uh, next piece of news here. Paul Heyman says he signed a long-term deal with 2020 uh, with with <laughs> with WWE in 2021. Uh, on the sports media podcast, he said, "You know, uh, he signed a long-term deal. He says public knowledge that my contract came up last year, and I kept it very close to the vest because I'm not one of the people that a want to negotiate in public. B, I'm reading an awful lot lately about who signed and for how long and how much, and I never want that to be me. This much I will say: I re-signed with WWE last year. It's a long-term agreement. They created a situation where I would have been a fool not to take them up on their offer." I'm locked in for a while. This has been the case for a long time for me because I, I I do outside projects because I like to multitask and I'm very ADD and I can't concentrate on one thing ever in my life. I have carve outs to allow me to do other projects, which is also the WWE's benefits because I'm locked in there as well. So uh, it's looking like what I would expect or what I hear from him here, Mills, is that like he's going to be he could be part time if he wanted to be. So I'm thinking right. like maybe Brock and Roman thing ends or, or they go away. He could go away too, realistically and come back whenever he wants to. Absolutely. And I think he's earned that right. I mean, he's been for the for the large part of his career. He's been part of WWE for over 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think that and the things that he the consultation that he brings, you know what I'm saying? The mind that he brings, the talent that he's bringing, everything you you say down the line, you look at that. I look at Paul Heyman and a similar thing that I would look at. I mean, I don't know why it's the top of my head, but like if Chris Jericho signed to the WWE now in 2022, right? Like mm-hmm. you have the you have the ability to kind of, you know, call your own shots now because you've contributed so much. And I, you know what? I'm I'm happy for him. Um it would have been, you know, interesting to see. I think WWE sees value in him, considering you know all the releases we've had over the last year and stuff. This like is that. a guy. This is a guy that if they even fucking tried, you'll have Roman on your head, you'll have Ronda on your head, you'll have Brock on your head. He is Teflon. <laughs> like there is no one that, that you know. What I'm saying even Bobby Lashley, he's helped out. Think of how many people he's helped out in that roster. And some we don't even know. Yeah, exactly. Like. He is, you know, the elder statesman. He is that guy. And um, he's the reason they, my they, street profits got called up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If, if listen, man, he would, be, he would have been a fool. I don't know how much money it was. He would have been a fool to turn it down. They would have been a fool to not give it to him. Uh, that's how I feel about it. Absolutely. Um, some more spicy news. You want some spicy news? Oh, some spicy you know, news? I'm here. You know, I'll bring out messy meals for the WrestleMania prediction show. Let's see. It was reported that MJF. Uh-oh. And Tony Khan Uh-oh. got into a heated conversation last weekend over MJF's most recent interview with Ariel Hawani, where he talks about his contract status with AEW, talks about all manner of things <laughs> about AEW, and that you know he would be open to going to WWE one day. You know you can, you know you know you can't have that. No. No. Well, first of all, I think it's bad business practices to be talking about that so flagrantly as well. Um I I personally think I think 
as much as he's like, yo, I want to start the bidding war, at the end of the day, both of them could just decide, I don't want you. (laughs) And and he could be fucked. (laughs) So according to Fightful, um, they learned that, you know, they had a discussion that left both men frustrated. The conversation stemmed from MJF's interview, where the two spoke for over an hour, notably about his contract status. We're told that the contract status of MJF is what has left the young star frustrated as of late. But Tony Khan took issue with the interview being set up without notifying AEW's PR team. So mm, we know that. <laughs> two conflicting things. One of them is that Tony's not even talking about the contract shit. He's just talking about I didn't know about it. Well, another one is that MJF, his, his deal's up in 2024. 2022 we're almost at the midpoint meals usually you're I, starting to negotiate this point i believe if i had to pick one not to say that both can't be true but if i had to pick one to believe more than the most it's definitely you did not tell us before you scheduled this interview yeah. <laughs> at all um considering we've had you know experiences in the past with that in AEW talent um but <laughs> we've I could believe that. I mean, they want everyone to tell who's doing an interview. They kind of want to control who's talking to who and who's talking to what. MJF so flagrantly is like, you know, I'm sure Ariel Hawani dipped in his DMs. Everyone everyone has booking emails. Everyone has emails mm-hmm. at AEW. It's not like it's set in stone. If they didn't, they would have these exclusive agreements, which I'm not sure that they actually have. Maybe select superstars. Superstars. Select wrestlers. Sorry, AEW guys. Select wrestlers. <laughs> um don't have ex- have exclusive deals. I'm not sure, but if John Moxley can go kick ass anywhere he wants to, I assume anyone can kick ass anywhere they want to. Yeah. Um, so you could really just email a person, talk to them, they set it up, you do the thing. That that part sucks. That part sucks. But to MJF's point, I'll play devil's advocate here. If you're sure. on Tony's side, I'll I'll go to the MJF side and say. If I'm seeing you buy ROH, I'm seeing you sign Cole, I'm seeing you sign uh, Punk, I'm seeing you sign Daniel Bryan, I'm seeing you sign Keith Lee, Swerve, and you telling me... Ah, you just let go an EVP. <laughs> yeah, and you just let go Cody and you say, ah, ah, tapping his pockets, I don't know, man, I don't got it. <laughs> you gotta get this. I, 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 I don't know, brother. Yeah, I don't got it. Like, no. <laughs> no, man. Like, I'll be pissed too. Like, I, w- I would definitely... I wouldn't probably wouldn't do that, but like I would, it's just weird to see this type of handling from their talent. Cause usually you only see it, you know, one, one way, but I feel like in the past six, like six months meals, like ever since big swole came out and said that, or it, was, it wasn't even six months ago, it was like three really. Mm-hmm. But she came out and said that the, the, the wheels are kind of not coming off, but like the, the carriage and the train is open and you start to see what's inside the damn, the, the cargo. Well, it's clear really they, yeah, they don't have any actual like way. They there's no structure, as as she would say. There's very little structure in the things that they do. Um, I know Kenny is an EVP, but him going to Wrestler Observer, Observer newsletter days after the Cody release thing was very and, very that, and that being okay. Yeah, that and that be, being okay, it's perfectly fine. I mean, I don't know whether he was reprimanded for it or not. Um, no. But <laughs> no, of course he wasn't. Um, yeah, if MJF wants to go on Ariel Hawani, who's gr- a a great outlet, if you want to, you want to be on there. You know what I'm saying? The greats are on there. MJF is on there. He was clearly wanted to be on this show. Um, 
it's not necessarily i'm sure he was like it's not a bad thing why are you tripping like yeah yeah like why are you wilding like you got my contract yeah where, where we at with those you talking about you focus on me on these interviews it's like you know you better be able to pay me when it comes time exactly where my money nick where my money get, get, this, get this man his money man like listen i'm not a I'm not a huge i'm not a huge fan of bro but like i can't deny that like that fan base well, like they love him, bro. You know what I mean. And if it's down to a, a a sense of like who could realistically from that fan base come over to WWE and follow whoever leaves, it's definitely him and Cody to me. They would I, they would leave there to go watch WWE for him. I feel like MJF has the higher ceiling in AEW still by like a lot. Mm. Um. So I I don't know if I'd be just willing to like step over the line just because I could because I do feel like his ceiling in AEW is definitely up there. He is a future AEW World Champion, that is for sure. A future WWE Champion can't <laughs> confirm currently, um, but you know, listen, just you know, <laughs> keep that talk to yourself. You know what I'm saying? If you really about this business, never talk business. In, in public never talk that stuff in public you'll never hear that from all, all the businessmen of the of the business take a take a word from kevin ash talk about it all after the fact yeah yeah it, For, uh, yeah take a take a hint from him and you can let let him know in a shoot interview about how you bent them over a barrel and took all their money yeah be be smart bro just just be smart you know what i'm saying so uh real quick do you want to talk about Raw, WrestleMania Raw, really quick? I mean, it, it definitely felt like a big show. It felt like a big show. Oh, my God. How? Listen, what happens is on the show, that's the, when the stuff happens like that. And, and I, I, I think it's really just like a, a really a tragedy of just the way that news moves uh-huh. that we forget about this type of stuff. So because so oh, yeah. I, I, we've been down about it for days, but now it's like, you know, damn near five days removed. But yes, tri- Triple H um, did announce, and I've, we should have started this off, but Triple H announced. It's that, uh, last- that Wednesday news cycle, baby. Guess oh, it's bro, every time. That- <laughs> he announced that he is done in the ring on uh, Stephen A. Smith's, uh, his, his show on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, Triple H described uh, his, his uh, cardiac incident last year, uh, what happened. Uh, the 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 road to recovery that he's been going on and and Stephen A. Smith asked him you know are you you know able to wrestle again he said that part of my life is done um, he said you know I have a defibrillator in my heart right now so Which that would wi- it's wild to consider that Triple H yeah. is done wrestling considering it felt like at any point at any point if they wanted to pluck him out and pull him for a match he would absolutely do it so to yep. think. A guy who's, you know, whose career never really wanted to become a movie star, never wanted to really become anything. He just loved professional wrestling. To think it's kind of over, I mean, I think because we've seen it so many times, maybe it doesn't. And and then it's been a couple of days, so maybe it's not hitting as hard as possible. But that is, I'm still kind of like taken back that we will we will, I don't even say likely, we will never see a Triple H match ever again. No, that's a big never on that one. I don't even yeah. think they'll even risk it. I don't even think they'll risk it like they would with like an Edge or a Daniel Bryan or mm-hmm. even a Corey Graves, you know, like they wouldn't even, they, they're not risking that. Um, I mean, just his career, 
you know, people are like, well, he has to go in the Hall of Fame next year. I was just like, ah, ah, give, give it, give him, give him a couple years, man. You know what I'm saying? I don't think he got to be ready to do that. You know what I mean? And we don't know mentally where he's at. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know if he's ready to to have that speech. He's ready to give that. You know what I'm saying? To to say, okay, hang it up in that way. And plus, he's gonna be like a main event. You know, he's that's a main event Hall of Fame to me. I don't care what nobody says. And if they're gonna put the Rock in next year, he's not the Rock's not in, right? No, right? No, the Rock is definitely not in. Yeah, if the Rock's not, if the Rock is, if realistically they're thinking that they could do that next year with the Rock, I don't think you do Triple H the same year. I think yeah. Triple H has to have it on because because he's just even just outside of the ring stuff, mm-hmm. he, it's just just worth it, you know, and have like Stephanie induct them or something like that. Like that would be dope. You know what I mean? That would be, that would be cool. But you know, if he's not ready for that, I think we just look at, you know, look at where, what he's given us. And I think people will probably, I think this might be controversial. People are probably going to look more at his like out of ring stuff as being the most influential part of his career. But like you look at how he put the fucking game on his back in 2000 and i think that's the most influential part of his career that makes him a hall of famer in my opinion i mean i look at it at all sides man first of all even just seeing him on Stephen a's world stuff like that i my biggest fear was we'd see him and he would be like not well like clearly looking yeah. sickly so that was my biggest fear but he looks good yeah i thought he was gonna that beard is gonna be gray nah um but he looks like, you know, he looks able. He looks like he's moving and stuff like that. And he looks like he's fine in a sense. But, you know, he is definitely going through a lot of problems. And, you know, he he says, like, he, through this experience, like, he learned, like, it all clicked to him about his family's history of health problems. And I was like, man, that's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy to think about in experience as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just looking back at that. And, you know, we always, me, you, we always encourage, you know, our friends and stuff to at least, like, go to the doctor, get yourself checked out, at least, you know as frequently as possible because you never know i mean these situations he had a near-death experience like we could have lost triple h that would have been incredibly damaging and insane too um you know mm-hmm. as he's like you know still around 50 years old uh and, and he said i mean he further comments on it saying that it was it was something that ran in the family they kind of, and you know, I hate to even just bring up the negative part, which you know, that's that's just me. Like people saying that he he had heart problems because of the power struggle in NXT and WWE. It's like this was a sobering reminder that this shit is not worth and not you know bigger than your life and your yeah. and, you know anything going on. Like all those people should really be ashamed of themselves for even speculating that type of shit. Like that's crazy. You know what I mean? Like this is this guy, this dude's real. He got daughters. You feel me? Like that's just a crazy thing to even have, have said about it. But just see, hearing him say it was like, yeah, like you, you got to sit it down, bro. And and if you can't, if you can't do, do NXT, which we know is stressful, clearly is stressful, a, a stressful gig, mm-hmm. then we're, we're glad that you're not doing that too. But he said, he says that he's, he's just now, like he said it, like, I think Stephen A said, he's not even 50% better yet. He's still recovering. He's like just returning to the office. They said, so I wouldn't expect to see him. I wouldn't expect to see him on, on, any type of programming <laughs> for a, a couple years. Man, I just wish the best for him, man. I really, really do. It's a, it's tough, but I think he's had a more than fulfilling career. Um, You know, he's, he's, he's the game. He's been around. He's synonymous. Like people, people know who he is. People will always know who he is from the contributions he gave to the business and just how long he was there and everything that he's done all after the fact. So his footprint, his fingerprint 
his mark has been left on the wrestling business. And, and you know what? It's for the better. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um no no more no more WrestleManias. Triple H. No. Nah. What do you think? Yeah. You want to get into WrestleMania Raw? Yeah, WrestleMania Raw, uh, to me, felt like a go like a real go home show for Mania. Mm-hmm. I told I told Cyrus yesterday this is the last WWE programming I will watch before Saturday. <laughs> I'm not watch. I'm not tapping into SmackDown. I'm just telling you that right now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it is the last. I can't. I I mean I watch the SmackDown, you know, my guys on there, you know, a couple other people that I like. I watch the SmackDown. You're not watching the damn Andre. I mean, I I watch everything. (laughs) (laughs) This shit don't matter on SmackDown. Like that SmackDown legitimately does not matter this week. No, it doesn't matter this week. But I'll be there I've I here's the thing about WrestleMania week. And, you know, when I wasn't single before, it used to be the same thing. I've committed myself <laughs> to the to the hours <laughs> for this entire weekend to professional wrestling. There is no other commitments I have and none that I will take. I have an hour on Sunday to record Titan Time, the final episode of Attack on Titan. That's uh, not the so it's it's gonna be a movie. Yeah, there's gonna be a movie or <laughs> part three or whatever the fuck after fact. Um but I've dedicated an hour to that on Sunday. But other than that wrestling is my religion <laughs> from friday through monday i might take monday off i don't know <laughs> yeah i might you should i might you should wrestlemania monday taking... listen if if you i'm not saying listen if you got the time take it i'm not going <laughs> to i'm not going to force anyone to do this but if you down with the cause WrestleMania. All right. <laughs> All right. This is too much. No, I, I mean, Monday, baby. <laughs> WrestleMania, WrestleMania Raw d- did does feel like a actual go home show, and um, you had some really good promos. You had a, a stellar. I think everyone's talking about the Becky Bianca thing, right? Like, grant. Like, I mean, the full disclosure: we did the we did the women's part before uh, before Raw. But um, right. that promo is was incredible, or that segment was incredible. It was it was legitimately. She brought out those scissors. The world stopped. It felt like right. Like I watched it later, but I was like, oh, I know people were clutching their pearls at this one. This is like oh, yeah. some real hill shit. <laughs> Man, first of all, shout out to the opportunity. You know that Bianca Belair is an elite class. They gave her. You get the promo by yourself. You know what I'm saying? I don't think a lot yeah. of women on the roster and it's not that they necessarily can't but i just don't think they get the opportunity i think it's for rarefied air where you can go and essentially it's your time to cut this promo i've only seen it for a few people charlotte you know ronda natty a couple other people who are just kind of in a different you know air sasha a lot of a you know bailey to be able to cut that and control that crowd and you know the storyline and etc and you see the the unraveling of becky lynch man it's a they're heating this thing up. They're heating this thing up yeah. on a different level. It, okay. The elephant in the room here. Okay. <laughs> Does this change your prediction? Because people think that because Bianca got the upper hand, that this means anything. No. 
No, it doesn't, right? Like, here's, here's the thing. Arrow, baby, come on. Yeah, here's my thing. Like, Bianca has been terrorized by her for almost a month and longer. Was she to not get the upper hand and get her braid cut so y'all could be mad that she looked stupid? As a, like, that's one thing about Bianca. She's never made to look stupid as a baby face. You know what I mean? No. So, like, for her yeah. to get the upper hand we'll and then talk use about that a little bit later. <laughs> what? What? But uh, who? No, we talk about oh. it a little bit later. We talk about it a little bit later. We do, we do. But like, you know, she's never she, she whatever she whatever adversity she she have like she even says it like the tricks don't work anymore. And that, and that's like what what like Becky's got to come up with a new trick now. So like, I love that segment for that. Brock, let me tell you, man. Underrated promo. Guy. He was good, man. He was good. I felt it in my. I felt, you know, I'm not saying like it's soul music, but I felt it in my soul. <laughs> he felt, yo, it felt like he was like having a conversation, and I don't think many people could have not got rattled by those wet chants. And he got, he said, you know what, if if you want to do that, I'll do it like Stone Cold, and he did it like Stone Cold. He was like, bring him on. Stone Cold never beat me though. <laughs> <laughs> and and they stopped doing the what chance after that because they said, oh, damn, he's right. So, like, I, I thought that that was, like, it was cool that he said, no, keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. Because he, he was thinking, it was almost like he was, like, a battle rapper. And he was coming up with something on the fly, like a rebuttal off the top of the head. And that was his rebuttal. Like, that that was, it was masterclass. Like, if you want to so talk I'm, about this guy that doesn't love the business, he doesn't love what he's doing, no one who doesn't love what he's doing or isn't good at what they're doing would have done that. Something about that cowboy hat and that flannel. That just turned this man into a different nigga, to be honest with you. Best baby face in the company. I'm putting it out there right now. He's the best baby face, bro. Like, I want to hug Brock Lesnar, which is yes. different. <laughs> like he's he is one he yo, he's one of the best baby faces. Really good promo there. Uh the 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 the, the titles are gonna have a baby. <laughs> I'm what do what do you think this title is gonna look like? Oh, I guess we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk about, about it a little bit later. We'll talk about uh, it a little bit well, later. Roman comes out with the lore, hashtag lore, uh, about the squad up. Bro, up. All red. I said, boy, you would not go to you would not go to Compton wearing that, boy. I tell you that much, boy. Y'all was y'all was bleeding out Are we there. Try to, we try to we not pulling up to WrestleMania Hollywood. <laughs> no, not like that. No, absolutely not. Um, uh, he had the lore talking about you know, um, and I think when we when we talk no, no. about yeah, um, we'll talk about that at the at the end. We, we talk about it at the end. It was a good promo that brought up some of the personal stuff. And, it, and you finally see from Roman himself, he I finally admits this has been personal the whole time. So that, that was, was was great. Well, let's, um, talk about the, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Not really the elephant in the room, but there has been definitely some reports that similar. I mean, what you've said for the last number of weeks and what you at least hope for that Stone Cold Steve Austin, Kevin Owens may close Saturday night. Yeah. Um. Nothing's bigger than this. <clears throat> Nothing is bigger than this. Uh, KO even says it on Raw. Great promo from him on on, on Raw this week. Uh, he says the a, a WrestleMania main event edition of the KO show. Mm. And I said, "Oh, uh-huh. so they're they're listen. You you can get listen. You can get mad if you want. Okay, you can get mad at you if you want. This is a bigger deal." The only bigger deal than this thing happening is Brock and Roman because it's been pushed to be that way. Absolutely. But this is the big this is the biggest thing on the show. This is why and we'll talk about the undercard. This is why the undercard can't be that strong <laughs> because they got to they got to drive this home. 
in my opinion. They, they got to drive this part home. Absolutely. It's a big deal. And we're and we're, we're going to talk about uh, Stone Cold and KO with Trevor Trout a little bit later in the show. But uh, yeah, so we're going to go we're, we're going to go to the the undercard first here. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's kick it off with the undercard with our boys with the A Show Network. Um, yes, sir. We got Chan. We got Dion. We got Cyrus. We got Quan. Myself, Meals. Am I missing Armand. anybody? I think that was Armand. We got Armand. So when we get back, uh, we're, we're going to talk about the undercard and then uh, we'll be we'll be right back. One-handing him. Here comes Flash. No impact whatsoever on Omas. I want you, sir. You know what's in this. You don't want this one. Get you out. You don't want this one. All right, we are back officially with the WrestleMania prediction party. And trust me, we have a packed room right now because we have damn near everyone on the A-Show Network at this point. I feel really good about this. And everyone's looking fresh and everyone's looking dapper. I have my camera off, but it's fine. I don't really care. Um, but we're here nonetheless to break down the undercard of WrestleMania. Justin, this undercard is looking sad as hell. <laughs> you think so? What is the undercard? Hold on. Undercard, I mean, all right. So the undercard is, you know what? The undercard is, aren't you happy to ha- still have a job? That is what <laughs> this undercard is screaming right now. Um, what mania has a good undercard, though? I mean, well, you. Th- I'm comparing this to last year, where we had a rousing time last year, talking about Seth and Cesaro, talking about Biggie and Apollo, talking about I forgot what else happened, but I'm sure it was other things. Um, <laughs> yeah. We had a great time, and you know what? A lot of people were let go, and a lot of people aren't on this card. But you know what? They stretching the undercard out to like three days, and NXT is one of them undercards. So like, <laughs> that's what I'm counting okay. it as. I, I, yeah, sure. You know what? We can count NXT. This is dope. <laughs> we got to wrestle somewhere. Yeah. Nonetheless, um, <laughs> we are absolutely here. I want to go through everyone here while we have them. Um, listen, as I introduce everyone, everyone give your take about this WrestleMania card or WrestleMania weekend or something WrestleMania related. As I introduce you, I'm going to start first with the War Report. Representing the War Report, I got Quan in the building. What is up, bro? What's going on, guys? What's up? What's up? Um, as for WrestleMania, I'm excited. This is my favorite time of the year. I have no complaints. The card, the card, it is what it is, but I'm gonna enjoy myself all weekend. So that's all that really matters. Look at you, the optimist in all of this situation. You feel me? And on the other side of the coin, we here have Cyrus in the building representing the war report. Cyrus, what is up, man? I'm very happy to be here. And um it's it's the undercard of this is very mediocre, but I'm gonna be in the building, so it doesn't really matter. 
this is true. I mean, my thing for everybody saying it on this call, I don't give a fuck. I'm I'm hijacking this shit. For everybody on the, on this fucking call is about to say, ah, oh, it's about to be this, about to be that. That shit's gonna go up off entrances alone. Like like you, you mean? All right, I'm gonna get into it. We are gonna get into it. Then the bell gonna ring. Yeah, <laughs> but, but these aren't bad wrestlers. Like I'm looking at it right now. These aren't niggas that's trash. It's not Luther. All right, all right. <laughs> I still have AW Dark playing in the background. Relax. Um, <laughs> next up, we have representing the rewriters room. And trust me, if there was one card that we could rewrite, it's this undercard right here. <laughs> I'm I don't off. like. It. I'm hanging up. <laughs> I'm going to start off with Armand. Armand, what is up, bro? My brothers, how y'all doing? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to complain. It's not my favorite undercard. I would say the only thing that would make it better for me is Ali J. Mmm, Ali J. You might catch her in NXT. That might be you might up on the war report for that one. The only, the only undercard she on is, is Mr. Miami, Dr. Miami's goddamn waiting room. That's the only <laughs> undercard she's on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then, of course, we have another one of the writers room Channing Channing what is up bro I for one am excited about this undercard um I think we finally get to see the the actual Wrestlemania streak the real streak of WWE which is the end of days um has never been kicked out of it's never been broken up I just feel like men lie women lie numbers don't lie wow the mid card the mid card hero right here Reclaim, I'm reclaiming our time. We are reclaiming our time. With two-day mania, we're reclaiming our time. I'm already frustrated. <laughs> and we have rounding out the group, social media manager of the A-Show. We are here. He has the takes on takes on takes. You drop it. Dion, what is up, bro? Listen, man. Team Lipo gang's in the motherfucking building, bro. If y'all ain't know, y'all ain't know now, bro. I'm already in Dallas as we speak. And for my take on WrestleMania... About this undercard, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a bad Justin up because I'm a, I'm gonna I'm let y'all hear this. If y'all think this undercard is bad, I need y'all to go back to WrestleMania 25. I was there live in Houston, Texas, and they had Santina Morella win the Battle Royal. Thank I you. I want you to go to the year after that WrestleMania 26. I want you to go look at that undercard. Mm-hmm. Then I want you to go look at the WrestleMania 27 undercard. Then I want y'all to go to the WrestleMania 29 undercard. You remember oh, Fandango Chris Jericho? Like no cap, no cap. Thirty had a terrible undercard too. I'm sorry, I've hired two undercard. Like what? Is, what is this narrative right now? I'm, I'm just wondering what this narrative is. What is? What, what are we arguing about? It's not. It's not the best undercard. I've seen better on on the WrestleMania backlash. Come on, which one? We're talking about. Listen, I just gave you five, six WrestleManias that had way worse undercards than this undercard. And I'm not being biased because it's in Texas. I'm just stating facts. You had Santino Royal win a women's battle royal in WrestleMania 25. Yeah. I was there live when I saw that. Also, and even I also, thought that was wrong. But also, well, also hold on. Also, like the, we're we're reviewing this as as a whole. Like these matches aren't all gonna be on the same show. Like they're from two days. So like we're just talking about all of the matches. The, there's like that that goes to show that there's a lot more big matches than there are undercard matches this year. To be honest with you. Absolutely. But listen, we're here to represent the undercard. So we're going to represent the undercard right here. The first one. All right. So, of course, similar to what they did last year, they split up WrestleMania 
you got if you paid for your four day tickets, first of all, shout out to you, you're a trooper and you have a lot of money. If you paid for attending Friday Night SmackDown, Hall of Fame, WrestleMania Day One, WrestleMania Day Two, and um, Monday Night Raw, and somehow if you end up at NXT for whatever reason, you just you have superpowers or something along those lines because I don't know how the hell you end up in so many places at once. Nonetheless, we have WrestleMania SmackDown kicking things off. We got this match. We, we th- last week this match was, I guess, presented after they had Ricochet lose twice for whatever reason, just to set up this match. Nonetheless, <laughs> we have Intercontinental Championship on the line: Ricochet versus Umberto Carrillo versus Angel Garza. Does anyone have any thoughts about this match? Just overarching thoughts before we get to the damn, <laughs> before we get to the prediction itself. Any thoughts? Is this gonna bang? Is this a Sunday Night Heat exclusive? Why all of a sudden are these are Umberto and Angel fighting each other? Like that's the only thing that I'm questioning. I'm like, so they're gonna start fighting each other and team up afterwards? That doesn't make any fucking sense. Has there been another triple threat match similar to this in the past? Lizzie Morrison used to do it all the time. Oh yeah, uh, I would say the, uh, Randy, Randy, Ted, DiBiase, and Cody Rhodes. That was kind of similar to this match. Ooh, you're right. You're right. And then also they had um, remember um, DX. Sean yeah, <laughs> Triple H versus John Cena at that Survivor mm-hmm. Series. So we and then, it. and then Chris Jericho and Big Show versus Undertaker at the same show mm-hmm. when they were Jericho. show. Yeah. Also, keep in mind this is Angel Garza's technically second WrestleMania match. Um, so just <laughs> he did wrestle at uh, WrestleMania 36 so in, the, in the in the PC the PC yeah, the, him in Austin Theory replacing yeah. I believe Andrade. Yeah. Hey, Street Profits. So just just keep an eye on that. Hey man, WrestleMania is my dad. If the PC counts at WrestleMania, there's a WrestleMania every Tuesday. <laughs> uh, uh, that's all right. This <laughs> rampant negativity <laughs> in this chat. Like, what is going on with y'all today? Like, it's, okay, it's, okay, it's okay. It's okay. Nah, I ain't negative. We positive over here. Like, okay. damn. But as far as the match, you gotta have. You gotta get rid. Like, they're very light on everyone right now. So I get why they're doing this. Like, they literally have no one. Like, they don't have no one to to face Ricochet right now because Sami Zayn is is in another program, but. This is another match where it's like they, they stack the odds against Ricochet. Uh, he needs a really good definitive win um, for this for this title. Uh, so I think he'll definitely win. But, I mean, it looks like him and, and Xavier are angling to have a feud. And if we know Xavier in the New Day, like like we know them, they always get what they want. So, I mean, it looks like that's what's going to happen. Also, I think they'll definitely, just based off the three guys in the match, there'll be at least like one really cool spot. Whether Humberto does it, Ricochet does it, whoever. I feel like you can just... They're gonna do something cool, like just between the three of them. So I think that is just something to look forward to just in general. Mm-hmm. Oh no, them boys, them boys gonna work. They're gonna work. Um, I this match it should be good. My I just didn't like how we got here. I don't like having Ricochet lose twice in one night, even if it was by you know shenanigans or whatever. I just it, I don't think it was a good look. Um, hope, so hopefully he had a really standout performance on Friday. Um, but yeah, the match would be fine. I'm sure the match would be good. I'm not, you know, but it's we'll that- see what happens. Shit. It's that 50 50 shit that I just absolutely hate that they do because it's like, well, it's gonna be okay because it's gonna be both of them. It's like, no, it's, it's you, you made them look stupid on Friday, it doesn't make any sense. I feel like 50 50 doesn't even if you lose twice, is it still 50? <laughs> he lost to each one of them, he lost to each one of them, not, not as a group, he lost to each one of them. So it's like, oh, he'll pin one, and I'm guessing next SmackDown, he'll fucking pin another one, and then he'll they'll lead him, they'll lead him out to uh, Xavier after that. To your point, Ricochet does get like the butt end of a lot of that. Like he yeah. just Ricochet will take like a month's worth of L's just 
randomly. He just won't win all of March. Like we're gonna have to we're gonna say often. Whenever he says homeboy, <laughs> come here, homeboy, they give him another month. All right. All Stop right. Homeboy. All right. We I don't all right. <laughs> Who do we think is winning this match? Ricochet. Um, King Ricochet for sure. Yeah, Ricochet, but he he needs to stop doing the Nene and the Dougie at the same time. That that, that was I was gross. gonna say Ricochet is going to Nene and Dougie his way to victory. That um, shit was disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Worse than but, the Gabby Douglas. Oh yeah. <laughs> what did Gabby do to anybody? <laughs> Good lord. All right. Well, listen. Ricochet, I think it's resounding across the board that Ricochet is going to pick up the win in this one. Retain their Intercontinental Championship, hopefully move on to greener pastures or someone a lot more entertaining. Um, also, on this WrestleMania SmackDown card, we have the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. A damn shame that this has made its way to SmackDown. I don't even think Andre the Giant was ever wrestling on SmackDown. But... It <laughs> <laughs> really- was on the greener pastures. He, he, SmackDown was after his time, but nonetheless, we got the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Um, I want to list the participants in here so far that was on this graphic who may or may not, I mean, they might may not end up on this card anymore. Um, so I'm going to go from the top right. We got Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, Akira Tozawa, Drew Gulak, Reggie, Commander Aziz, Eric, Ivar, Madcap Moss, my man's name, who is escaping Monsoor. right now. <laughs> Monsoor. <laughs> Yo, we haven't seen Monsoor in forever. Um, he was attached to Ali. Like, that's why. Like, he was attached to Ali for so long. Now they didn't have anything for him when Ali wouldn't show back up. That's a damn shame. Our truth. Um, Shanky. There you go. Shanky. Apollo Cruz. The hit roll killer, Shanky. <laughs> um, Damian Priest, Finn Balor, Bobby Roode, and Jinder Mahal. It's a, it's a, you know, <laughs> what we got here. I mean, who the top contender is going into this? I mean, does we know who Chan. We know who Chan picking. Come on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, I see what you did there, and you're right. I do want gender to win. I how did gender? Not, how did gender get in this? He was. How did at the, he was at the PC that day. They said you want to wrestle. He said yes. Yeah, oh, sure. Okay. I think it'll be Apollo though. In all seriousness, I feel like the Finn Damian thing. I feel like will spin off into its own match, and I think Apollo will get like his second WrestleMania look again, and I think he'll win this. All right, let's go. All right, Dion, who do you think is going to pick up the win in this one? You know, last year I said that the Battle Royal was a bunch of caterers. Um, well, people were at catering, my apologies. But uh, this year is looking a little good. Uh, I think, man, I guess give it to Finn. Give him, give him, I guess. I don't know. Like, Finn looks like the strongest person in the match. I know he might be eliminated by Damian Priest, but I don't know if he's going to get a WrestleMania match anytime soon. So just give it to Finn. Who cares? Armand. Who we got? I'm gonna go Reginald or Akira Tozawa. Oh, okay. Hey, you good? Are you good? 
<laughs> bro, bro, I, just, just, uh, hey, last year Mills picked Jay Uso. Like that, they'll they do some funny shit. They do some weird shit. I think Finn and Damian is too obvious. I feel like that they're gonna go with an entertaining pick this year. So Reggie hey, or is out. Run, baby. He was on a yeah. run, run of his life. And Re- Reggie and Akira Tazawa have been having, you know, they've been doing their thing, I guess. <laughs> Let me see where what, I got kissing, kissing, kissing former tag team partners. Yeah, yeah, so what? Yeah. So what? Yeah. Um they nine catering. Quan, did you hear who's gonna be in this match? And if so, do you do you have a winner of any sort? Um let's go Shanky. I don't have a reason. What the hell? He, he, he oh, what does this match even matter? Like honestly, I, I mean, mean who cares? I don't it think was, I don't like that's sensible. <laughs> I mean, he's the biggest guy. <laughs> the biggest guy has the best chance of winning. That's how Roy R- R- Rumble's works, really it? says when. <laughs> then why has Bishop never? Why has Bishop not won a Royal Rumble? Big That's a whole other podcast about why Big Show hasn't done a lot of stuff based on being the largest person in WWE. That's its own series. No, that's an X8 Diaries. (laughs) Um, sorry, you got winning this Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I'm just trying to find the graphic to know who's even on this. (laughs) I'll pull it up for you. I'll pull it up for you. Um, tentative answer before I seen the graphic, I would say Finn. But till I see the graphic, I, I really don't know. But it seems like it's a you bunch of losers it. on here. Um, I mean, where there is. Where is uh, big ass Omos at? Where's Omos? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Cat Moss. He's probably getting almost probably getting a match on Raw. To be clear, we're recording this before Raw, so like we don't know yet. But he's probably getting a match before. I'm gonna add that to this damn card right now. Let's spice him up. Who did you have, Cyrus? Mad Cat Moss. Hmm, okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, J5, who you got? It, does, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> Damian Priest? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Like, I have no clue what, what they're even... Because the thing is, after Friday, this will be forgotten. So, Absolutely. I'm going to go with Apollo Cruz for no particular reason. I feel like he's due for a win. Just for no reason. Just Can I like... give, like, a deep cut pick? Ooh. All right. I feel like it would be... It's very like becoming a Von Wagner to just show up and win this <laughs> with Robert Stone. Can we somebody boot him? Yo, this is easy. Yo, oh, th- Wagner. I have to deal with this every two weeks. <laughs> He's insane. Von Wagner is a definitely that is like plus four thousand. <laughs> he made it, but if it hits, what a day! What a it's day! Big. <laughs> get him off the get him off the chat. <laughs> All right, let's go to actual WrestleMania itself. WrestleMania SmackDown will be on Friday, Fox. You can catch that, and then you can catch a Hall of Fame where you can have inductions by Undertaker, Charmel, um, the, the 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 Steiner brothers. Uh, who else that I'm missing? Shad, Shad, Big Shad. Shout out to Shad, R.I.P. Shad. I feel like I'm missing someone else, but oh, Vader, Big Vader. Vader. So you can watch that on on Friday. Saturday and Sunday, we got the undercard going for this. Let's start off with the hottest program, the program that's been going on the longest out of anyone on this undercard thus far, and that is Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. They got my nigga Drew in in hell. hell. (laughs) He is in the projects. He is the man who retired Kurt Angle. That's the projects. That's what we're calling that. 
Yes, yo, that's yo, so yo, cool. leave. Wow. Can't, can't leave, bro. Leave, bro. Bro, Baron Corbin was dressing like a waiter at Applebee's while he was fighting Kurt Angle. Come on, man, stop playing. And beat him. And now he looks like now he looks like he's on the set of the new Adam Sandler movie, uh, and he has big time matches against Drew McIntyre. It is very clear that this they they have told Drew just one second, buddy, we got you for the last seven months. Then Jeff Hardy got fired. <laughs> And then the Brock and Roman thing transpired. So I've I've been saying wait and see. I'm sure Drew's gonna get his win back here, but they gotta give my man something after this. He has been on the back burner for way too long. He's one of the best baby faces. This is an affront to humanity at this point that, that this is even happening. Disgusting. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I mean we got we're here. Um happy Corbin has been undefeated since he's been happy. So that's definitely a statistic that they've been hyping up as well. Um, Drew McIntyre, I guess he's taken a couple of L's, but nothing really substantial anyway. Nonetheless, they're on a collision course. As a, as we pointed out in the beginning of this thing, end of days, undefeated, biggest WrestleMania streak that we got going. Um, who do we think? I mean, who do we think is going to take? <laughs> who do we think is going to take this one? Drew McIntyre or Happy Corbin at WrestleMania, the show of all shows. Drew, Drew got to beat him in less than five minutes. Yeah, I think Drew, Drew's going to win, and he's going to kick out at the end of days. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think Drew's going to win, unfortunately. <laughs> I do think he does suffer from, like, not even, like, this literal match, but just, like, someone, like, there no be no, like, edges wrestling AJ Styles. I feel like that could have been a good spot for Drew, like, whatever Triple H type match there could have been, but I feel like with no one being back besides Edge, it was kind of tough for him. And now he's in this match. Yeah, I mean, very much so true. Um, you know what? I'm just gonna if everyone said it, I'm pretty sure everyone picked Drew anyway. <laughs> Nonetheless, <laughs> less less than less than five minutes, please. Listen, we can move on to the next match, which is one that Jay just kind of came up with as well. It's the Usos who have been holding on to these. SmackDown Tag Team Championships for the better part of the year versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Is, so I have the question for you guys right now. I saw this on Twitter. This is a wild take, so maybe we can all answer this. Is Rick Boogs currently more over than Shinsuke Nakamura? That is yeah. the craziest lie I've ever it's not it's no impossible in real life like not on the internet yeah in real life i would say yes i think on the internet shinsuke is way more over but in like to kids and like people who just watch wrestling i think watch rick books bro the song is still gonna be it will you all right Dion, relax here's my thing (laughs) here's my thing nakamura is perpetually over at all times Mm-hmm. It don't matter if Boog, if Boogs Boogs gets a fucking Ooh. hot. Show. He could not be. He could like he could tomorrow not be hot. Shinsuke Nakamura will be hot forever. So yeah, right now they probably he could be, but he'll never be more over than Shinsuke Nakamura. Come on, man. What are we doing here? What are we doing? Absolutely. I mean, probably in life, yes. But I would say, I mean, right now it looks like. But nonetheless, they're a tag team. Nonetheless, the surfing, they love each other. They have this great camaraderie with one another. They've made this work for what, however long they've made this work, despite me not really feeling Rick Boogs at all, and still not. Um, but nonetheless, Thusos versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Everyone, you know what? Let's go down the line again. Let's go, Quan. Who do you think is going to win this one? 
Um, I think they're going to give Shinsuke and, and Rick Boogs the win. I don't think the Uso need those tag belts. They're not really doing anything with them. Let's let's uh, switch it up. And yeah, I think I think Boogs is pretty over. I think that that whole entrance is really over. Kind of remind me of like a you know when they do the call and response, like the the New Age Outlaw type deal. That's really over. So fuck it, let's just give them the belts, man. Armand, who you the guy? Yeah, Shinsuke and Boogs, man. The Usos reign to me hasn't really been that good. Uh, they've been holding on to the titles way too long. There's no other opponents for them. Um, I think Shinsuke and Boogs would be really exciting uh, with the titles. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with them. Dion, who you got? The interest will be electric. Shinsuke and Boogs. Mm. Justin, who you got? Um, I, I think again, like the the Usos, they suffer from really a lack of competition. I thought the Viking Raiders thing was gonna go longer than it did. It didn't end up happening, but um. Yeah, I, I'd say that if you want to send the fans home happy and, and really just give the Usos some type of adversity, because this is really weird that they win all the time now, <laughs> I would give it to uh, Nakamura and, and, and Boogs and call some people up. Trade some people around, bro. Give the, give the give the tag team some love, man, for sure. Absolutely. Channing, who you got winning this one? Uh, just because everyone picked Shinsuke Nakamura, I think the Usos. I think the Usos suffer from being a part of Roman stuff too much. Like they they're more interesting as like his flunkies than like they're no no one uses them as tag team champions anymore, and so like until that Roman stuff I think is finished up they need to hand off the belts. But just because Romans are over, I think they're gonna keep them. They might drop them the very next week on like a random episode of SmackDown, but I think they're gonna win this match so that Roman and them could have like all the belts at once. Um, Cyrus, take us home. Who you got winning this one? Uh, let's go with Shinsuke and Rick Boogs. Kind of just like the opposite of what Chan says. Like, I don't think the Usos are really doing anything. So let's just get it all. And like, I don't even think them having a title even helps the Roman story at all. So just lose Absolutely. it. All right. Um, and I'm going to pick the Usos. <laughs> we can move on to the next match. This is a tag team match at WrestleMania. No stakes on the line. Just for... The power of friendship and uh, the fight, you know, and the fight. There you go. The power of friendship versus the power of fighting. We got King Woods and Kofi Kingston versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland with Butch. Um, man, I mean, we promoted th- this feud has, I guess, it's promoted itself in a more more dangerous way than previously anticipated. But it's on WrestleMania anyway. I'm sure this was supposed to be. I would hope this was supposed to be a six man tag at some point in the future. Um, now it is no longer because Big E's neck is broken, completely broken. Um, so now we have this tag team match on WrestleMania: New Day versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland. How about this? Everyone just let me know who's going to win. <laughs> I'm not even going to go down the line. Who do you think is going to win? Niggas. <laughs> niggas. <laughs> I'm going to everybody black except Bobby Lashley. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. It has to be – kind of has to be uh, – kind of has to be um the New Day here just to kind of get some comeuppance, especially if you want to keep Xavier strong for the IC title match that he's politicking for right now, which I really do think is going to happen, and I think it would be exciting if, if they did do that. Um, I, I mean, I think Seamus and Ridge, they would not be hurt from a loss here. 
I would really love to see uh, Butch kind of get into some 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 shit. You know what I'm saying? I, I really want to see them get because like here's my thing. I think we all can agree. I'm I'm I don't really want to see Rich Holland in these types of positions. I think, nah, I think if he gets hurt beforehand, just like jump by New Day backstage on character, yeah. quickly, and then Butch ends up in the match. I'm with it. But shout out to really really for real. Fuck the match. Shout out to Pete Dunne. Literally two weeks in already on mania like shout out to him man clap it up for him because like at the end of the day there was a bunch of niggas that did not even try they wouldn't have even they were too afraid that their name was gonna be different and he said fuck it i'm gonna go i'm gonna go through it and i'm, and I'm gonna change my shit i already dressed like this anyway and then went ahead and, and, and did it like <laughs> like went ahead and went to mania so shout out to him man fuck him, like this anyway <laughs> he, said, he said he said that in an interview he said he said that's already he, he said that's already my steezo <laughs> All designer. Um, none of the, I mean, yes, we're going for the the new day. Um, all right, next up, this one is the tag team championship match. We've probably seen on Raw on various occasions. We've probably seen in various iterations, all types of. We got RK Bro versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy Raw Tag Team Championships WrestleMania. This feud has been going on. Shout out, first of all, we got to give a shout out to none other than Chad Gable. From making it to this point, I think mm-hmm. if if there is a most improved player of 2022 thus far, I mean, he really been killing since the end of 2021, but when I'm talking about 2022, he's been really killing on the mic. I mean, he got it in the ring. He's been doing everything possible to make this thing work. He is standing next to Otis every Monday. I don't know how he does it, but he does it. Um, he is here. The Street Profits feel like... We want them on the card, but we just gotta fit them on the card. I was like, "What? No, they they feel like they could either be turning or they could be having a, putting an edge to their character, which I think they sore sorely need." I haven't actually, I haven't like disliked this at all. I, I think RK Bro is one of the most over teams on that show. I think mm-hmm. that I think that uh, Alpha Academy is one of the most hated teams on the show, and in, in a good way. And I think street properties are all there again. They're perpetually over. So it's like this was a no brainer to me. I think if this this is this match, we've been talking about these matches. Like, honestly, all these matches can be on SmackDown. This to me feels like an actual WrestleMania match because it's like it, it is the best of their undercard on Raw. Like they have been carrying the show without Brock for months already. Like they were getting main event angles. They were getting, you know, all types of, of, of segments on the show. It's like this is to me like where I see the argument for the undercard at where I'm like, okay, it needed more matches like this because we actually care about all three of these teams in some way, shape or form. You know what I wish? I just wish, I wish it was a ladder match. I think this would have been a perfect time to do a ladder match for these three teams. I know they do multi-man matches a lot and I do, I know money in the bank's coming up, but I think WrestleMania needed something like this for the undercard. Give us a, give us a, a triple uh, ladder match for the tag belts. I would have loved that. Riddle don't wear shoes though. So, what? <laughs> That's his problem. No one, no one told him to do that. He was in the match last year. He's in the match last year. He's been in laughing matches. I just, I just like to point out that he just doesn't wear shoes. But also, shout out to um Tucker and Jason Jordan. Um, could have been y'all. Well, you know, glad I'm doing this for you. Come on, man. Come on. Hey, hold on. It ain't Justin Jordan. It ain't Justin Jordan's fault. Tucker is definitely Tucker's fault. Yeah. What Tucker could have been here? Tucker, Jason Jordan got hurt. He definitely could have been. Here. Don't tell me Jason Jordan could have been in WrestleMania match. Jason Jordan definitely could have been there. Tucker, I'll give you. Big on like they utilized me wrong. They could have utilized me better. Fucking we need Jason more Jordan. Man. 
Jason Jordan didn't even make the WrestleMania card, but he was tag team champion in 2017, man. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Damn, yeah. All right. I'm going to go down the line. Armand, who do you got winning this match? I got Street Profits winning, and I think Randy Orton RKO's riddle after the match. Whoa. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Dion, who do you got winning this one? Wow. I actually didn't think of it. I was going to pick RK, bro, but I, I think I'm still going to pick it, but I like Armand's theory. I like I like his theory for sure. No pun intended. Um, but yeah, and shout out to Gable too. He's been on a run. Like Mills, you, you always tweet this. If you stay in the WWE long enough, your time will come. So shout out to Gable just because RK Bro is winning this. Absolutely. Um, Quan, you got winning this one. Um, I wanted uh, I kind of want to say I'm gonna go uh, Alpha Academy. I think just because I want them to win, I like them to have a long, meaningful reign. I think. I think Gable deserved it. I think Gable and Otis. I think Otis has improved a lot too. I don't think he gets the credit for what he brought to the team as well. But um, yeah, I'm gonna go um Alpha Academy. And I, I agree, I think at the end, I think Randy Orton might turn on Riddle just to finish it off. Ooh, okay. Channing, who we got? I think this is where they do like a pump fake turn with Randy. So I don't think he turns here. I think they win here, but I think this is where the seeds of their descent start. So I'm picking RK Bro, but I do think this is where it gets it gets nippy where it's like, oh, Randy might have snapped on him. And then he didn't pull back. Absolutely. With the fresh yawn, Cyrus. <laughs> you got one in this one. Uh I'm gonna go street profits. Ooh, okay. All right. Justin, who you got? Uh RK Bro. I'm gonna go RK Bro too. RK Bro is it's it th this is the hottest non-Brock act they have <laughs> as far as baby faces go randy is still randy is still him you still need him with them titles man absolutely all right so i've added one more match to this undercard now that you guys brought this up it is the hypothetical match of the evening because it has not been announced yet since we're doing this before monday night raw but it could be announced or it could not be but nonetheless you'll have a prediction nonetheless <laughs> we have no we have no uh we have no history between these two. We have no storyline. We have no nothing. We just, you know, this is this comes as beyond just the Andre the Giant, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. This is the big black nigga memorial match. <laughs> Almost versus Lashley. Could it happen on the card? All right, let's assume it's happening. How about this? Let's assume it's happening. Justin, if this doesn't happen, you can edit this out. Um, or leave it in. I don't care. <laughs> but let's assume it's happening on card, almost versus Lashley. Is this a match you want to see? And if so, who would you have winning this match? How about that? Let's I wish I could call I wish I could call Novak and just so I could he could just rant on this because he he was hating this shit. But uh no, this doesn't need to happen, nigga. If Dewdrop can't get on the show. Like and Ricochet can't get on the main show. No, this doesn't need to happen. What the fuck? Bobby can chill. He can rest. Almost. Can we just be honest here, y'all? Come on, it's over. <laughs> it's over. Armand, I think Armand said when he was like Rick Carly with a fade or something. Bro, no, it was Channing. It was Channing last year on our prediction show. Okay, you know Rick what? Okay, okay, okay. Chain and a taper. Okay, okay. Here's my yeah. thing. Okay, we're not over. 
but it's, it's, it's he's not ready for this spot. And the thing is, is that when he gets beat, because he's going to get beat, then what? He's going to be running for the the, the, the 24-7. He's going to have Reggie on his damn shoulders. <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I, I, I hate you so much, Channing. I, I really hate I'm you. I'm here to be entertained. <laughs> Watching a small person jump off an exponentially larger person is always entertaining. It's it always a, is. This nigga watch Rob, Robin Big when he was young. <laughs> I do. Big Black. RP my dog. Right, rest in peace, Big Black. That's what I'm saying. Oh, my God. All right. Quan, you dedicated to him. Should this match happen? And if so, who wins? Quan. You know, I, I want Lashley on the card. I think he deserves it. I it, it's just so unfortunate how you know he got taken out in the elimination chamber. For Lashley, yeah, as long as Lashley wins, he was injured though. He was legit injured. He was. I know that's what, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying like he got taken out. I'm just saying he was injured, so he couldn't. It's unfortunate, not because of you know anything WWE did. It just he was just hurt. But yeah, um, I'm cool with it. If Lashley wins. I don't want almost winning. Because then that kind of defeats everything you did with Lashley for the last year and a half. So yeah, if, if they do it, they got to do the right, they got to make the right decision and have Lashley go over. <laughs> this thing gonna put him in a hurt lock. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> stepping stool. Like, how is he gonna get up there? Like, how does he even get up off the, off the turnbuckle? You gotta jump off the turnbuckle and just grab him, wrap it, Stop yeah, wrap it. around him. I think. He's gonna do it. In lieu of recent events, I'm really not apt to see two more black men fighting in front of a large crowd of people. Oh God! <laughs> I got my we, 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 we got we got so far to the into the thing. We got so far. I appreciate you for doing that. Um, but no, I do think though, in all seriousness, Omas would benefit from just being in the hurt business. Like, why would he not just join the hurt business? That way, MVP can do his talking. He doesn't have to like again, like you said. It's like all the giants. Once they lose the first time, it's like okay, well now what? So just kind of avoid that. Put him back in a tag team where he's, I think, better served, and put him with a good talker like MVP. I think that should be the end resolution of this conflict. So maybe they have a match, and like I don't know what happens, but I think the end needs to be they need to end up together, not like one of them is standing over the other in some type of like clean victory. Wow. Okay. Look at that black unity in these times of you know hardship that we're currently facing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, uh, Arbaugh, should this match happen? And <laughs> I I do not care for this match. I think it'll be interesting seeing the uh, Hurt Lock spot, but um, if I had to go with the winner in this Big Daddy V uh, open challenge, uh, I'd have to go Lashley. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Dion, should this match happen? And if so, who winning at this? This shouldn't happen, and if it does... We will see Bobby and Drew in matches that we don't care about when last year they tore the house down, opening up WrestleMania last year, which is unfortunate. But, um, yeah, to answer this question, uh, yeah, I guess um, Bobby Lashley will win. Absolutely. All right. Cyrus, should this match happen? And if so, why? (laughs) Absolutely not. I echo Justin's thoughts. Like, how the how the hell do drop in Ricochet? Not on here, but this shit is. And we say that they have no prior history. I feel like somebody's just gonna send us a screenshot of them just standing in the ring with each other and be like, "But but but we here." <laughs> Come on, man. There was no road. There there was no road that was paved for this. 
So this match doesn't really need to happen. Um, I feel like I hope that this segment. Well, Justin, did I did I get to you, or you already have your thoughts? You I already said. Uh, I, said I didn't even say who I wanted to win. No, but if Lash, uh, I'm gonna go Lashley because almost does suck. So I'm gonna say this match does happen, and Lashley's gonna win, and I hope on when Monday Night Raw happens, which we're taping this beforehand, this ages terribly. <laughs> and I hope, I hope, I hope almost throws Lashley like through a screen or Bumby Lashley. They have this big fight, pull apart thing or something along those lines. Someone walks up to them and smacks them. Similar, you know, recent current events, and that kicks off the match or something along those lines. I really hope this begins that- in the most chaotic way possible. You think that's how we're getting Brandy Rhodes? You think that she's just stealing this match? Yo, champ, bro. Uh, all right, all right, man. All right, <laughs> enough. enough is enough. You got to go. You got too far. Listen, man. I thought is- I was going to be wilding out. This man, Shannon. Who man. said Who said that? Who said that? Y'all think I'm a black? You, you're a black heart. I'm a black bitch. Who said that? Was it me? <laughs> I didn't say that, but I laughed when I saw it. <laughs> hey, you're a black heart. I'm a black bitch. Why would she say that to Shasi? <laughs> That is so funny. All right, guys. Listen, as you know, <laughs> I have this on. Don't pay attention to it. But thank you guys for obviously coming through and joining us for you know the undercard, breaking down the undercard during our WrestleMania prediction party. Of course, you can listen to the War Report every Friday on uh, you know Day Show Network. Um, I'm sure you guys are gonna have predictions for Stand and Deliver. Oh yeah, we got them. We got predictions. We got grades. Um, we're gonna have it all. So yeah, tap into the, um the war report. It's gonna be a fun episode, I think. Yeah, predictions and grades. Those are gonna be our uh, huge segments. And I don't know what the hell AEW plan on doing to compete with this weekend next. But it's a dub. Um, it's a, it's we're, a gonna, dub. We're, we're gonna we're gonna get Andrade versus Darby Allen for anybody. I'm sure there will be blood. Boy, in I'm about to. Do. I'm about to. Uh, <laughs> just, just know now. I'm bending my knee, bro. Sars gonna be packing, bro. <laughs> I'm, ne- I'm kneeling, boy. <laughs> oh my god! And then, of course, we have, of course, the rewriters room, which will be back soon, man. You guys got more episodes cooking. Absolutely, absolutely, y'all. Yeah, you gotta be patient. We, we got heat coming for y'all. I mean, being honest, one of my craziest rewrites already came true with the NXT champion currently. So, I mean, I'm oh my god! Oh, <laughs> stop, yo, yo, hey, man. <laughs> Let's end this. I'm up. <laughs> oh my god! So you can listen to that there, and of course you can follow us at the A Show RNC on Twitter, where Dion holds us down on the tweets. Everything um, we're going to be, we're going to Dion going to be. I mean, you're going to be live at WrestleMania. I mean, yeah, I'm going to be there. Nah, so I, I will not be doing the spaces. I probably will not be active. But hey, if you see me, man, Kamala, you know what I'm saying? We're going to be in deep. RNC A Show. We're going to be in deep. You might catch that Ruby's chicken in Oakland, you feel me? If you see someone scrapping at WrestleMania and you're close, take a picture, throw it up on throw it up on the Twitter. Just just for the chaos. I, I, hey man, we'll, we'll see what's up. We'll see what's up. But Absolutely. yeah, we're gonna be in there. Absolutely. So thank you guys. And of course, I mean we'll be back with more A Show after this. All right, we are back. That was the undercard section of the show. Absolutely. Real good stuff there. Glad that we finally got uh <laughs> Glad that we got uh, uh, Omos <laughs> and Bobby Lashley confirmed. It would have looked real stupid. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> listen, we talked about it. So, <laughs> all 
all right so uh we're, we're juggling this show around where are we, where are we going to next are we going to the we're going to the uh where are we going next Mills? are we going to the attraction method we should go to the attraction matches because we have this man trevor trout on the line he is incredibly <laughs> unnaturally i think we had a good time recording this just in general <laughs> Well, we recorded with Trev so early because this guy's got such a such a crazy fucking schedule, you know. And, and I think that it becomes becomes tough to get somebody uh, that important on the show at any given time. Uh, before let me let me let me cue him up really quick. So we're doing attraction matches. That would be our attraction matches. What what are we saying that they are this year? They're the uh, featuring celebrities, part timers everything like realistically featuring celebrities and people who may or may not wrestle full-time or actively okay so that's what we're saying uh we'll be right back uh after this segment's over with on the a show get up out of your seats and help me welcome lucia logan (laughs) this is unbelievable how did we get lucia logan Please tell me this isn't happening. Oh, he has Rey Mysterio's mask on his face. That's incredible to see. Well, that's normally where you would wear it, but nonetheless, uh, I mean, Lucha Logan and Nacho Libre. I I called my little brother down in Mexico City, and he told me that all of Mexico is... All right, we are officially back at the WrestleMania prediction party. We're here. Um, we got more things coming down the pipeline. Of course, it couldn't be WrestleMania without all these attractions, without these celebrities, without all these appearances. And who, what a better person to talk about it with. Some guy, we haven't had him on together, which is interesting. Ever. Um, right. <laughs> but Justin, I mean, he's, he's co hosted the show when I've been out. So I feel good about that. And I love that show. Um, we have none other then trevor trout himself back on the a show what is up my guy it's time you know i always show up when it's money time you know i'm always <laughs> pulling up when it's money time it's the road there's nothing more special in sports than the road to wrestlemania fellas nothing <laughs> let me ask you let me ask you a question brother let me ask you a question it is a very hypothetical question mm-hmm. so first of all congratulations to you you're about to graduate you're about to graduate in a couple of weeks from college. I'm, I'm happy for you. Trust me. Getting out of school, one of the best things that has ever happened to me. Um, <laughs> let me ask you something. A couple months ago, WWE announced this NIL initiative thing. So I want to ask you a question. If WWE ever, ever came, if WWE ever came to you and said, Trev, we yeah. want you to be a WWE superstar. What would you say? Hey, bro, I'm not going to lie to you. My body's pretty cut, bro. But I've been watching <laughs> this product. Look, look. I've watched this product for way too long. Like, anything they got Kevin Owens taking the bumps that he take, that means that check is generational, dog. Like, he already <laughs> doing flips for these guys. Like, bro, I'm going to have to go ahead. I'm going to have to go ahead and get on this Peloton bike again and do yoga again. We're gonna have to go ahead and take these bumps. This is gonna have to happen, bro. Like this is this is it. This is really it, dog. Listen. But matter of fact, hold on. But while we here, bro, there's a dude I know played at UCF. He actually signed with uh with WWE now, you know, uh, Parker, Big Parker. Parker Burdell. E. Yeah, Parker Burdell. He a part of the E. He could have played in the NFL. 
So he must have knew how special them checks was. Uh, <laughs> well, that's the thing. He's on NXT. Them, them checks ain't crazy special. Yeah. <laughs> but they will be, though. Okay. They will be, though. They will be. Vision, bro. Yes. It's a long-term It's a long term investment in his future, but they absolutely will be in the future. And you know what? Shout out to that. So, listen, if WWE ever says, listen, we need Trev on the screen, I'm not against it. Put him, on the, put him on the, in the commentary booth next to Nigel. Hey, bro. <laughs> hey, bro, I'm not going to hold you. The way they rebanded NXT, I can rock with that. <laughs> I can sit in there. I love it, bro. I, like me. I'm like, okay, bet. <laughs> <laughs> they got niggas they're, they're, they're suicides. They're not, not, no, not no drama school niggas. No, bro. They got they they got real coverage on on NXT now. They got coverage on there. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Well, listen. We need to get into these damn. We, oh, speaking sure. of NXT, moving from NXT to WrestleMania, we got these attraction matches coming down the pipeline for WrestleMania. We got a couple of them here. Um, mm-hmm. Very, very enticing. Very, very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. To be honest with you. Mm-hmm. WWE is always known WrestleMania celebrities. They got to have the inclusion. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, considering like, you know, people are very having these conversations about who's on the card, who's not on the card. Do you guys feel like we may have had two? I mean, we have three celebrity matches here and we have a Stone Cold Steve Austin appearance. Do you guys feel like maybe a little bit too much? A little bit not enough. What what's the temperature on this? There's a really, that stadium needs a hundred thousand people to fill it for two days. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fucking not. I I think that when when it comes to people saying, "Oh, my favorite guy's not on the card," but you got these other guys on the card. It's not like we said this for years. WrestleMania is not for the niggas on the internet. It is for <laughs> it is for the this people of the world, baby. Exactly. It's, it's, it's for the world. Like, like you just said, it's not for the streets, it's for the earth. That's what mania is. Hey, bro, look, I, I'm, I'm going to use a great example. Like, it, it's like when y'all old folks, like y'all say, bro, I, I, I want Weekend Trilogy. No, nah, bro, we're not trying to get that. Yeah. We're going to bring the hits. This is what the world wants to hear. Exactly. We're trying to hear gasoline, bro. We just want to see Pat McAfee. There's more people who know who Pat McAfee is, goddamn, than the Miz. Let's be real here. Um, we don't got to lie. Even bigger than that, bigger. Than, I mean, more people know Pat McAfee is than Finn Balor. You know, like uh, let's just oh. be real. It's not really for us. It's for the people that are actually spending money. Y'all be bragging on the internet about fucking stealing this. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is for the people that just. Hey, 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 bro, do you know it's going to be so funny with somebody? I already know. I'm getting ready. Someone on Twitter going to be like, I can't believe they've resulted Austin Theory to this, to losing to Pat Mac. I'm like, bro, can you please shut the hell up, dog? <laughs> <laughs> can you shut up, dog? Like, real shit, bro. Because you don't really, you don't really care about Austin Theory. You're just trying to you make You do not it. care, bro. No, not at all. Not at all. Well, listen, you know what? I, I was going to start off with something different, but might as well start off with this. We got Pat McAfee, who is now, you know, lead commentator for WWE on Friday Night SmackDown versus Austin Theory, who I guess is Vince McMahon's chosen one from over the last number of months and stuff like that. This is, I mean, this is something we could have very well saw in NXT. 
um, maybe like a year ago, 18 months ago, something along those lines. And now it's happening at WrestleMania. People originally thought it was going to be Pat McAfee versus Vince McMahon. We debunked those. They are stupid (laughs) for ever thinking that that was going to happen. Stupid. <laughs> we see, like, these are not smart people, but they telling me, look, you know what I'm saying? These are not smart people. They want to tell me about the matches that should happen at the biggest pay per view in all of professional wrestling. They want Vince to come out there, walk down that ramp. Let's just be clear. I know he could do anything. They want him to walk down that ramp, get his ass whipped, then walk right back down that ramp. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Ooh. <laughs> they, they're not thinking clearly. they're not thinking clearly like this this is clearly like it's a rub for austin theory but an even bigger rub in a football city a football town have pat mcafee there whether you want him to get his ass whipped or not the key is to show them how much faith they got in this guy this is a guy who how much money he get from 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 fucking uh, the podcast shit. What was that deal he signed? It was like multi, like 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 multi million, bro. That's like the side bread, dog. We ain't talking about the other bread. This yeah, is like fun. Like he is legitimately one of the one people who biggest podcast probably next to Joe Rogan. That's almost like carting Joe Rogan out out there. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I which I would love to see Joe Rogan get shot on by uh anybody in WWE. <laughs> like, like this is legitimately going to be good, and the thing is, is that we—I don't feel like we've seen like the top of what Pat McAfee can do in the ring, and I think he's with someone that's young and someone that can take those bumps, and someone who like is going to do a really good job with him. Hey, hey, on top of that, hey, let's be real—he's he, in there with somebody who, if we get hurt, we don't really care if we get hurt. So like... <laughs> good lord! Listen, Pat, Mc... <laughs> Pat McAfee. Versus Austin Theory, um, I'm expecting some. I'm expecting to be, you know, surprised at least some points in this match. I mean, I think they both young guys. They both want to kind of like show up and show out at WrestleMania. Um, this is gonna be Pat's first WrestleMania. Like he's not even like this. Not even like his first WrestleMania commentating. For his first yeah. WrestleMania, he's wrestling. Like this yeah. is insane. Um, and Austin Theory, this is his first WrestleMania. He's come a long way. I would have thought. Many. Huh? He was oh, like- right. He was in the PC WrestleMania, yeah. Oh, yeah. He wasn't that PC WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Uh, damn. All right. I was about to say that don't count. But it was, it was a weird. That was a weird. That counts, Mills. It, it absolutely bro, that, That's you know crazy, what? bro. Hold on, bro. That was a fire WrestleMania, the PC WrestleMania, bro. It's just weird, it's weird to watch back. It's just weird to watch back now. I cannot watch it back. I can't watch yeah. it back at all. <laughs> I haven't even gone back listening to Charlotte bro, and Rhea screaming in an empty warehouse. I can't do it, bro. We got bro, we got special loans from, from that time, but we got the quote unquote greatest wrestling match ever, dog. We got Kevin Owens just falling off shit for no reason, giving us a great match. Like, come on, man. Well, <laughs> Cherish those moments. Well, look, listen now. So this is an Austin Theory's first time at the rodeo, apparently, but he's here nonetheless for the second time. Who do we think is t- coming out the victor in this match, Pat McAfee or Austin Theory? Pat, bro. Pat, Pat's winning, bro. Like, this is this is the stage. <laughs> this is the stage. Pat, Pat is winning. You know this. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be Pat. It feels like Austin is their new project. Um, Above all else, they always do this every so many years. They have, like, a pet project. Who knows where he's going to be in October as far as Austin goes. But, like, 
this is as big a rub as you're gonna get. I mean, this is the Umaga and Bobby Lashley in the in the big billionaire match slot. Like this is like the the Vince proving ground match where it's like, okay, kids, show me what you can do. We've had you beat Finn, we've had you beat KO, we've had you beat a lot of people that technically you should not be fucking beating at this stage of your career. But right. we see, we see a lot in you. So um I was skeptical at first, but the thing is, is that like the one thing that's good about the show he's on is that there's so much other stuff going on that like I can forgive whatever they're trying to try and just and just wait and see what's going to happen here. But I think the big key is like they're going to break some tables. They're going to do some crazy shit. And it's like, where are they going to slot it at? Because they're going to do some wild stuff in this match. Absolutely. I'm the lone person on this island. I actually think Austin Theory is going to win. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. I think some bullshit is going to happen. And he's going to win okay. something of the rather. And then Pat McAfee, I mean, it's not like you need to get heat back. He can just go back on commentary and shit on him for the next seven to eight months. Yeah. So um, I'm on the lone island with Austin Theory. Let's go to the next match, which is Miz and Logan Paul versus Rey Mysterio and Dominic. Dom has to show me. (laughs) Dom has to show me. I'm sick and tired. I'm sick and tired, bro. Is it safe to say he's? Is it safe to say that by? (laughs) I don't know if it's safe to say, but if it's safe to say that he may be the least talented person in this match. (laughs) Me, Reggie. He stinks. I hate watching this guy perform, bro. Listen, man. There's a video. I don't know if you've seen it yet, Trev. Uh, you can check it out after we, we get off. Like, there's a video of Miz training Logan Paul with Shane Helms and MSK. He hits a frog splash. And I, I swear to you, it is a better frog splash. It is crisp. Than- and, it is, and it is a better homage to Eddie Guerrero for whatever hey, reason. Hey, bro. We were going to do this. Like, y'all could have, bro, bro, they could have called Bad Bunny. They, we could have got Bad Bunny. And Ray Mysterio versus the Miz and Logan Paul, bro. That's what you should be right here. I should not be, bro. His son should be in there watching from the back. Like, go, Pop. <laughs> Hell yeah, Pop. Because this guy right here, bro, like, yo, he really is bad. Like, yeah. <laughs> how about this? Look, look. I, 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 look, look. Now I'm going to get off it. You know how, like, when you first start, like, remember you had Creative Superstar on SmackDown versus Raw 2008? <laughs> Yeah, of course. And then, like you'd have like the basic like like generic uh, um, um, luchador moves and shit, just like the base level shit. Of course, all defaulted. That's scissors, man. Yeah, that's bro, his, bro. That's literally Dom. Like that's literally him. <laughs> this is literally him. Like this is arm drag four, four baby. Arm drag four. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, running DDT. Running. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's it's really crazy that it's like okay, Logan Paul punchable face right. Logan Paul could be a really good a really good heel if he wants to do this shit. And he said on TMZ, I really want to do this. I like it. And you see him make the comment on this video. You got to check this this video out if you haven't seen it, where he's like, "Yo, I caught on to this so fast, and it's like I fell in love with boxing just researching it." And he fell in love with it, and he said, "I'm getting that feeling with wrestling." If he wants to take it seriously and really do this shit, WWE has another celebrity that they can bring back with Bad Bunny every single year, get the same amount of respect and hype because Logan Paul uh, Bunny. Oh, hey, watch this. Oh, wrestling's cooked. They're not building up a young. Ch- Shut up. You're going to watch. Everybody going to watch. 
This is the E. Entertainment. It's not like they're take. It's not like this is taking away. You know, uh, from the skilled matches that you're gonna have. I mean, you're still gonna have Age and Edge on this match. You know, or on right. this, yeah. and, oh yeah, and we're going to give you. Watch We're going to give you some like the most famous celebrities and like all this whole entertainment shit. Oh, by the way, you're gonna get Big Ron. We're gonna give you bet. We're gonna give you some of the best wrestlers in the world on the back end. On the back end, bro. Mm-hmm. On the mm-hmm. back end. Listen, bro. Listen, listen. I've seen nobody else every- is doing this. Everything that I've seen thus far from this match. I mean, granted, I don't I can't speak for the Ray Mysterio and Dominic side because they kind of Ray Mysterio is a legend, he's doing his own thing, covered a video game, Dominic is Dominic, whatever it is. The Miz and Logan Paul thing, I think Logan Paul is probably gonna show everybody. I think he really does want to show up bad bunny in a way. Like <laughs> the bad bunny thing last year was such a headline and he impressed people so much. I think he low-key because even the comments, he was like, Listen, I don't have to train as long as Bad Bunny to get good at this shit. Because mm-hmm. I was a former amateur wrestler, um, I'm athletic, I'm all this other stuff like that. I legitimately think like he wants to impress in this match. He's gonna try to take all the moves, he's gonna try to do all the moves, he's gonna try to do everything. If this, um, nigga, if this nigga busts out a Canadian destroyer, I'm turning it, I'm I'm walking out. Oh, you know it's happening though, right? <laughs> The Maverick Destroyer, whatever, <laughs> whatever his gimmick is, I'm walking the fuck out, bro. I, I'm 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 not fucking with it. But I I mean, who do you think is gonna win this? I, I think like honestly, Ray's been getting the shit into the stick. I think uh, I mean it's best for. I, I think it's gonna happen. Dom pins Logan. Good lord, no! I think, um, nah. I feel like. I feel like Miz and Logan Paul end up winning this. I feel like Logan Paul. Nah, I don't think Rey Mysterio will take a pin to Logan Paul no. unless they were doing like a like it's business the, in the future. You gotta remember, you gotta remember, bro. This is the WWE 2K match too. So like, this is this is the Miz's marquee match for being on the cover of the game. Right, right. Um, sponsoring the show. Mm-hmm. I was, check this out. I was um. Remember when uh, the Miz started doing his WrestleMania roll, WrestleMania rollout at a Super Bowl radio roll and shit? Yeah. Yeah, bro. Like, he's been pushing it. Bro, he, he must have something big up his sleeve, dog. Because, like, obviously, he does this every year for WrestleMania. Yeah. But I have a different feel with this, bro. Because he has a guy that's next to him, Miz Matt, that he's working with, who's really him. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, they come from the same type of, you know, reality show-level internet bullshit. And then you got two guys that are crossing them. Obviously, you got one that's, like, a WWE Hall of Famer, the same as Miz is going to be. And he just got this rando dude named Don. Like, that's what I'm saying, bro. Everything, the stars are aligning for everybody, bro. But Dom, Dom, Dom is the one, the one spot, the one person in this match that don't belong to <laughs> My man is the one blemish in the in He's the perfect... one blemish on the legacy of this match. <laughs> Listen, so I'm going to get off him, though, man, because this sounds like I'm hating. So I, I, I got to stop. Who you think is going to win, Trev? Bro, bro, Ray getting old, so I have to go with Ray. Like, like they not putting this guy on national TV as many times as they are for him to lose in this WrestleMania match. Like, no. Like no, nah, like Logan Paul has other shit to do too. Like Ray and Dom are winning, bro. Like 
And the way they're going to win not going to make no fucking sense, bro. I, I, I can promise. <laughs> like, it's going to be some real bullshit, dog. Like, like there's going to be a lot, a, lot of, a lot of botches in this shit off the top rope. Like, it's going to be nasty. <laughs> I'm going to go with Logan Paul ending Dominic somehow, <laughs> De- definitively. That's how I feel like it. That's how I'm going with. I'm going with Miz and Logan Paul in this match. That's uh, my uh, opinion on Logan Paul. Um, next match. Actually, Trev, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch Jackass when it was originally on? Yes. Of course he did. Of course. Okay. Of course. Are you serious? Trev yeah. is of the MTV generation. Of course, he watched that shit. Yes, bro. <laughs> okay, I just had a you know we old. He brought up the like weekend trilogy thing of us being old. I was like, damn, that's not that old, am I? <laughs> Man, bro, I hold on, time out. Wait, story time. I remember, oh, bro, you come home on four. You got TRL. You got the Jackass lineup. You got Daria later on. You got Frank Gankers. Come on, man. Cranky. <laughs> Come on, man. You was at you was hell when you was a kid, boy, watching some damn cranky. <laughs> Outside. <laughs> Outside, baby. Oh, oh my god. All right. So we've got Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. Anything goes. This feud has been kind of like the digital one. This one has been taking place mostly on these internets. Um going back and forth and it's been in the ring a little bit too since johnny knoxville was part of uh part of the royal rumble um during this entire thing what have you guys thought do you i mean i think out of all the celebrity feuds this one kind of has the highest ceiling but i guess has been thrown in our face maybe the least out of all a couple of these um It's weird because, bro, like the kids, these kids really don't know who the hell this guy is, bro. Like, yeah, like they don't know like what can actually happen this match. So it's kind of cool because <laughs> we know we know the ceiling <laughs> of the match, and they don't. So they're gonna see this random old white dude come out there and really do some crazy shit. They'll be like, "Bro, who is this? And why is he not raw every week?" I mean, I mean, for real, Trap, number one movie in the country two months ago or a month ago, rather. I think a lot of people know who this guy is. I, I think this bro. is. This is definitely something where, like, and plus, it's it's like he's from he's from Tennessee, bro. Like, he's he's right yeah. close to to where you know his his home base is. I think the key I think the key here is that like everyone says that this WrestleMania has no build, but I think this is like a multi level build if you really care about stuff outside of your bubble. Like, yeah. Sammy's been on TMZ for weeks now <laughs> with yeah. this Knoxville shit. Yeah. This yeah. is multi-level marketing where this guy, Sammy, could literally go to a red carpet and be like, oh, it's that guy who had like the Andy Kaufman-esque feud mm-hmm. with Johnny Knoxville who had the number one yeah. movie in the country. And it's like, yeah. go to the Logan Paul thing, that shit works. You go to, you know, all of the stuff kind of works where it's like, mm-hmm. they've been building the shit and putting money behind a lot of these, but no more than Johnny Knoxville renting a plane with Sammy Zayn's phone number to, to, to you know, ex- extend the weeks for Knoxville. <laughs> on the show and sammy doing the work it's like sammy's doing the work and people ask like oh man he's waiting we're gonna talk about somebody else that people say this about it's like oh man he's wasting his time here he resigned i can't believe he resigned he resigned because no other company can do this type of shit with sammy Zayn. yeah Mm. at all so let's just be honest here it would not hit the same with mike tyson showing up old as shit to, (laughs) to your show falling asleep and shit 
it don't work. It's not the same, bro. Like this is this is a different level. You need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 talk your shit, bro. <laughs> talk your shit, bro. Could it happen anywhere else but here? It only happen here at the E. <laughs> it can only happen, happen in the in, E. It can only happen in the E, to be honest with you. Like, people talk about, actually, people talk about how crazy Johnny Knoxville is. Sami Zayn got a couple of screws <laughs> himself in terms of doing we, crazy cause, shit. Because we've been watching Sammy Zayn and he was on public access television. That's how we, <laughs> we used to cut on we used to cut on a, a KPLR 11 at, at 12 o'clock <laughs> and, 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 and go see Kevin Owens in, in no HD. So we know. <laughs> so we win regardless. We know what they're capable of. So I expect in this match where anything goes, anything goes. First of all, I expect to see some appearances by people from oh, this jackass bro. movie. Absolutely. I I appear I I I appear to maybe some vehicles, maybe some other stuff. I'm not sure if they're gonna keep it all in the ring. They're gonna go outside the ring. I'm not sure where it's gonna go. But this one is gonna be fun. I, I forgot which day this one is on, but um, it is on Sunday, I believe. It is on. If it's on Sunday, it's a good one for Sunday. To be honest with you, because it's gonna eat on, on on either. To be honest, on either day, it's looking pretty good. Like I'm looking forward to this match. Um, it is on Sunday. Good for that. Um, I'm looking forward to this match. Uh, just from. The fact it says anything goes. It's the only match with a stipulation on this show, so it's it's gonna do what it does. Um, who do we think is going to win? I'm going to go with Sami Zayn. I'm gonna go with Knoxville. I think it's just funnier that Knoxville wins. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funnier. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Knoxville, bro. Like, cause like, think about Sami Zayn's doing all the stick that he's doing. That makes sense, though. And he just loses in like in a hilarious fashion. Yeah, like, it, it, he has to lose in a way where nobody cares. That he lost, and this is exactly what's going to happen. Uh, yeah, all right. It, it just doesn't. To me, I'm changing mine. I'm changing mine. You guys yeah. are absolutely right. It doesn't make sense for Sami Zayn to win. Imagine this nigga going on a on a on a <laughs> <laughs> on a winning streak off this shit. No, you're 100 right. Um that doesn't make any sense. I'm changing my pick. Johnny I'm, Knoxville hey, I'm undefeated since I beat Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I've been undefeated since I beat Johnny Knoxville. I, just, I have to fight him again next right. year with no yeah, movie. Like, exactly. Like that don't that don't sound right. Like it is Johnny has to win this because the TMZ article is gonna look like this. Johnny Knoxville jumps off of scaffolding to defeat Sami Zayn. <laughs> At WrestleMania, Jesus Christ! Hey, hey, hey! Johnny Knoxville does a front flip off the Titan Tron to beat Sami Zayn at WrestleMania. He doing something stupid. They're oh, absolutely shit. doing something stupid. And listen, they're gonna have a WrestleMania moment. But speaking of a WrestleMania moment, we talked about this a little bit on our show last week. But now we can kind of talk about it. How we're gonna? This isn't even like. Because I don't even think this is going to be an actual match. So we don't even have to do predictions about it. But we can kind of just talk about it and think of how this is actually going to go. Stone Cold Steve Austin, the GOAT himself, is going to appear on the Kevin Owens show at WrestleMania. I'm... (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know what to say, bro. I saw I saw Stone Cold Steve Austin once in Madison Square Garden, and it was probably one of the it, it felt like a bucket list moment because I thought I would never be able to see him at any point. Um, but to see him live <laughs> at WrestleMania um is absolutely insane. Um what do we think is going on with this match? Uh Kevin Owens Stone well not even a match Kevin Owens versus Stone Cold Steve Austin what do we think is gonna happen with this one? I, I listen man I need I need a tight five from Stone Cold I'm sorry I don't give a fuck I need a tight five <laughs> play the hits bump a little bit stunner mm. so I'm happy bro I need like I think Stone gonna need another legend to come out with him and just jump the shit out of Kevin Owens. <laughs> like, 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 you gotta that, make it quick. Cause, that's cause, not like, how I'm Steve fucking... Austin works, baby. <laughs> Steve it's Austin mad, don't bro. share the stage, baby. Oh hell no, he don't, bro. He, <laughs> hey, 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 Steve Austin still got paid from 2002, and he was still getting generational pups. He said, "I'm trying not to try to work with these niggas. I'm Steve. I'm so close, Steve Austin." <laughs> But what's gonna happen is you gonna come out there, brother. They are gonna stare each other down for about five minutes. <laughs> you might hey, you might tell a story. You might say something. Listen, I, I I think that. But before we even before we even say like before we even like get really into it, like sh- like applause for Kevin Owens, bro, for for really knowing where he fits. Because again, you're not the, yeah. who 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 is the biggest person Kevin Owens is gonna stare at. A- a- in AEW, Minoru Suzuki, nigga. <laughs> Nobody Hell gives a no. shit about that. Hell no. <laughs> Give a Hell, fuck. Hey, again, to go back to what we said, we watched Kev- we watched Kevin Owens at twelve o'clock at night on public access television in the <laughs> Ring of Honor. So he knows it gets no bigger than this. This is it. Yeah, yeah. This is the, the thing is he don't he don't need to get another title ever. With this, this is the this is the WrestleMania. This was the moment that was written for him. This is the moment that was meant for him. This is the moment that was like, if he could probably um, plot out any point of his career, him having this face down, he's a made man from here on out. To be bro, honest, bro. With his career is his career is not a success, bro. Like officially, like his career is a success. Yeah, pure it, success. That that's the utmost amount of trust. It's the utmost amount of 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 star power for him to to be in the same ring with. This is are we in agreement that this is probably main eventing Saturday? Look, look, I, I'm, I'm I'm gonna say it this way, and like, don't overthink it because it's not on the same scale because it's level of star power that both those guys are. But remember, remember how many people bitched when the Rock beat John Cena. The first time at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say Stone Cold go out there and whoop his ass, bro. Like, for for Kevin Owens, where he's at in his life, it don't matter, bro. Mm-hmm. It really don't. It matter. don't. It really like, doesn't. Like this... this is this is the bar. This is the bar, bro. Like, like you gonna hear like like like, like ten people who don't use their IV. Don't use their real faces on Twitter. Say some <laughs> shit like, "Oh man, and bro, look at the WWE, bro. They're out here pumping these old guys and Ke-. I'm like, bro, you're not, you're not, you're not trying to give Kevin Owens no, 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 uh, no undisputed championship. 
So shut yeah. the hell up. Who's he going to be? It's the best. It's the best spot for him because at the end of the day, Kevin Owens always seems kind of out of sorts because they never want to put the belt on him, but they always want him in prominent spots. So he's always doing weird shit, like oh, just just on a regular year. This is the best usage of him, where he's not just doing a Sami Zayn match again. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not facing a, someone who you know he's not going to beat, and it's not like a like him versus Brock or something like that. Like the best usage of him, where he gets to talk, he gets to possibly face a legend and someone that that trusts him enough that if he does the offense to them, they're not going to get hurt. So it's like I, I can't think of a better place for him on this show. I know it's not going to be like a match in the traditional sense, but it could be like there's the, the there's no more question marks. Like we're going to talk about another match later on. It's like, okay, question mark. Where the fuck is this going to take the company? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like the question mark for this is like, where the what the fuck is Austin going to do? And how how healthy is he is the real question here. Absolutely. Well, that's what I wanted to bring up, right? Like we talking about the Kevin Owens side of this thing. Stone Cold Steve Austin retired 19 years ago at WrestleMania. Not on his own accord, but kind of on his own accord and said, I will never wrestle again. And then, of course, the bag showed up. It showed up probably in a pickup truck with a <laughs> with with Nick Khan in the front. Nick <laughs> hey, bro. Can we be clear here, though? Hey, hey, hey bro. That truck hey, bro, Stone Cold. That truck hey, hey, Stone Cold. every year, bro. <laughs> hey, Stone no. Cold going to be walking down that long-ass ramp. Just, just, just giving away his free beer and shit. Get all the marketing bags in the world. Hey, y'all got to go cop this shit. Throwing it to kids and all that. <laughs> After the W, he gonna crack by eight of them bitches. They gonna say this. This uh, this match was was sponsored by a rattlesnake. Steve Austin IPA. Steve Austin IPA. (laughs) Listen, man. Listen. He coming out. I'm sure he's gonna. My thing with Stone Cold Steve Austin is it's never been the right moment, and it's never been the probably the only moment. We talked about this also on our Patreon last week. Probably the only moment that was ever right was the punk thing that was supposed to happen maybe about a decade and change maybe a little bit less than a decade about a decade ago never happened for whatever reason this might have been and we talked about this on our patreon last week as well if punk comes back chances are he might be in this spot but as history goes he wants to do his own thing complain about peacock and all this other stuff on the other network that's fine stone cold steve austin's coming out here he's going to be I know he's going to be in tip-top shape because he accepts nothing less. Um, I know he's going to be in his bag. I know once that once that glass shatters, it's going to be in Dolby Atmos. It's going to be. I'm tossing my mask. I'm going to be breathing. I'm going to be breathing different, dog. Hey, dog, you it's over. Pandemic over. Pandemic over will also come out, bro. I'm sorry. Hey, 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 Mills. Hey, hey, man, I ain't going to go too far into it. I'm going to be behind the TV like this. Drink beer. Erase some hell. Bruh. So close to you is different, man. It's just different. Listen. I don't care. Like, like I said a couple weeks ago, I don't give a fuck about nothing else. Stone Cold <laughs> with kick, it don't matter. <laughs> it does not matter. This is the biggest show. This is like, like, like I'm gonna be clear. Like, uh, okay, Roman Brock. That's a bit like. Listen, that's maybe one B big moments because this is I, I and we'll talk about it later. I think this is really like a change in the guard. But like, 
this shit is the biggest happening in wrestling of the year. You want to talk about Cena coming back last year. You want to talk about Punk coming back last year. This is the real shit. He has not been back in nearly two decades, nigga. This is the fuck the rest of that shit. He's going to come out and he's going to hit a stunner. Hey, bro. Hey, Record profits, bro. Hey, man. Listen, I'm sorry to hit roll. Bro, 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 bro. The merch. The merch. The merch. I'm I'm sorry to all the niggas. I'm I'm really sorry that like niggas had to get released. That's that's terrible. But like listen, they had to sacrifice niggas (laughs) for this. Because I'm pretty sure this nigga got the craziest bag for five minutes. Five minutes. Bro, 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 bro. Oh, dog. There's so many people he put out of work probably just for this one time bag. <laughs> <laughs> one time bag. Hey, hey, Steve, Steve looked at them niggas like, hey, bro, I ain't got nothing to do with that. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to do Austin, with that, bro. Austin, Austin saying what Drake said, man. I'm, I'm wilding with your bread. <laughs> I'm wilding with Jackson Riker's bread right now. <laughs> That's what he's doing right now. <laughs> He's wilding with Jackson hey, Riker's bro, bread right now. Bro. Oh my god, man! Hey, Listen, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting only magic, only amazing shit. This entire thing that will be on WrestleMania Saturday. It should very well close the show. Whether Charlotte, if Charlotte and Ronda definitely close the show, I'm sorry, but y'all got a tough act to follow because Stone Cold Steve Austin hey. is just different. Hey, hey, bro. Hey, bro, what Vince said, what Vince said, it's not personal, it's business. It's business, man. Vince <laughs> said, it's not personal, it's business. And the thing bro. is, we, we all win. It just means more. I know we I know we, we predicting shit, but nah, we all win in this situation. We are all, we all win when Stone Cold comes back here. This is a big moment, man. Like, we're wilding right now, but like, I'm gonna be in the building. I feel like it's gonna, I feel like I'm gonna be able to hear the, the fucking, or feel the ground. Ground, ground will shake. The ground yeah. will absolutely shake. It's, I'm going to get chills, bro. It's over with. It's over with. But yeah. Hey, I'm, bro. I'm, hey, 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 bro. Hey, bro. This when we went on Pat's show and told these guys, hey, look, they just got to rest and piss. Like, this is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> he, told, he, told, he told Tony Khan, go get him some big Buford's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro. Go give me some big Buford's. Go give me some big hey, Buford's. Hey. Hey, 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 what's crazy? What's so funny about Vince, bro? It's like he be on the digital shit with the with them guys. Don't be knowing none of their names. He be like, it's all love, fellas. You ain't part of the family. Welcome to the E. Be cooking <laughs> six months, boy. We on AEW. Shit <laughs> be crazy. Oh, my God. Well, listen. Thank you. First of all, thank you, Trev, for joining us for this part of the WrestleMania prediction party, man. <laughs> Absolutely, bro. You can follow him at Total Trout Move on Twitter. Um, once again, congratulations for the upcoming graduation, bro. You absolutely deserve it. Yeah, man. Now it's time for me to go and get right, get the training for, for the PC, bro. You know, it's time for me to go ahead and take care of the family. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. The next generation. 
<laughs> next generation of the business. Um, we'll be back with more of this WrestleMania prediction party. Trevor Trout, man. That guy. Me- very elite, if I do say so myself. That guy's something else. Uh, we, Of course, you are listening to uh, you're listening to the A Show with, with myself and Mills. This is the WrestleMania uh, preview. Absolutely. Prediction show. Our and biggest listen, shows. And, and listen, while you're here, while you've reached this far, make sure you tune in this week because we're also going to have the War Report with their predictions for Stand and Deliver that's coming this weekend. We haven't talked a lot about NXT, but they will talk a lot about NXT this week. Um, but they have their own prediction show as well. Make sure you tune in to Stand and Deliver, NXT Stand and Deliver, Saturday mm-hmm. before WrestleMania. Will you guys attempt to make it? I, I don't know. It's so early, bro. And I don't know what we're doing on Friday. Because, again, this is, like, my bachelor party, too. So, like, I don't know what they have planned on Friday. And I don't have, like, tickets either. So just I don't know if they're even doing Yeah, just watching the crib. I think I'm like, think I'm like cause this thing is the thing about it is it's at 12. We really want to start heading to the venue when that shit ends. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, uh, uh, you know, a good lunch it, and, and some stand and deliver. Um, all the all the parties who, you know, who indulge in other recreational stuff can engage in recreational stuff at that time. And <laughs> And then every and then by three o'clock everybody's ready to go or two o'clock or whatever the fuck it starts. Absolutely no, for sure, for sure. So uh, we are getting into the women on, on the show. Uh, we have a, a great guest, uh, Mimi Chels. Taught me a lot. You know, I think we all taught each other something. Great, great guest to me. This is one of my favorite segments. This is my favorite segment on the show this week. It's one of my favorite segments we've ever done. Um, huge. We're going to talk about you know. Charlotte and Ronda. We're going to talk about the tag team match. We're going to talk about why there are no, no, you know, there aren't more women on the show. But most of all, we're going to talk about Bianca and Becky because that's our main event. You know what I mean? That is the main event that we're that we're looking at. And of course, like we said earlier in the show, this is really where, you know, every, all eyes are on this. You know, for a lot of people, and they wanted we want to see we want to see something done right. And how could they have done it better? And and we really talk about that, right, Mills? Absolutely. Listen, we get into it all the complete arc. Of all these feuds, including where it started, it seemed like the 26 seconds to stop the world. And now yeah. we're here at WrestleMania. So we're going to get into that with Mimi Shells up next on the A Show WrestleMania Prediction Party. Faster. Bianca Belair is not done yet. Oh, another one locked and loaded. KOD number two. He's thinking about it. It's completely unnecessary. Get off. Unnecessary. <laughs> Becky brought the scissors to the world. Becky didn't do it. Fair play. Becky she wasn't really going to do it. Becky was playing mind games. Bianca's going to finish with Becky. Let's try to start. No, no, no Bianca's please. Not. Bianca's not playing. Oh, oh, it. Bianca Belair. And we are back for a WrestleMania prediction party, and we are here, and it is ladies' night at this point. And yeah, we're not all ladies, but guess what? We're we talking about the ladies right now, the ladies of WrestleMania. And there's no person that we would rather talk about this right now. Come on. She hosts, you know, Turnbuckle Talk every Tuesday and Fridays. 
you know she she loves the inner listen between and i know there's things going on in the background that's just new york behind me don't even hold that on me don't hold that in the <laughs> intro um however everything black everything women and every more importantly all those things that intersect within the wrestling world she's a very big proponent of so want to bring Mimi to the show. Welcome to the A-Show. Welcome oh to God. our WrestleMania prediction party. I absolutely love this party, and I absolutely <laughs> love that intro. <laughs> Thank you so much. I am, first of all, I am so happy to share the space with so many other women out there. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, I am... It's truly blessed to have met so many different people. So thank you so much, especially you guys. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, this is my first WrestleMania. So I feel like it's like almost like Ooh. this is appropriate, you know? Are this you going? Good. Are you gonna go to going. I'm in Dallas. Oh my god. Oh my okay, god. we gotta we gotta link. We gotta we gotta get a photo op, man, for sure. Yes, for well, sure. I, didn't I, I think I did I did hit you up um and asked if you were gonna be in Dallas. I think you said yes. Um, yes, that amazing Paris picture was that in Paris? I I uh, I was in Barcelona. Oh my god, that picture was beautiful. <laughs> That's where I told you that I was going to be there. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So well, yes, I'm excited. I'm excited. Oh, I'm excited. Listen, we're here obviously to talk about the women's part of WrestleMania, but I also want to know. All right, so listen, this is your first time on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, won't be the last time, I'm sure. Um, yep. But I would like to know your origin story of how like you fell into like wrestling and who who did you like like before and like what do you like now and like just so everyone gets a good gauge of like you know who you are where you're at all types of stuff like that. Well, if you're not following me on Twitter and you don't know who I like, no, I know how. I mean, <laughs> no, 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 is, I know you is, know. I know you know. Right, this is. But you know, we played it up for the. This is the you know podcast. I'm right. The role right now. <laughs> right, right, serving it up. Right. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Um, okay, so I love telling this story. Um, I fell in love with wrestling either in the fourth or the fifth grade, fifth or sixth grade. Sorry. I there is a podcaster out there, Big Ray um, Hernandez. Uh, he and I were classmates in the fifth grade. We went to school in the LES in 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 New York City, <clears throat> um, PS one thirty four. And he came into class during our right after recess. You know, um, they used to do this thing called reading now, where you read for like fifteen twenty minutes. And so yes. after recess, we but came I was in. in- they change that to deer. When deer, yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. Drop everything and read. When I was yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, um, he, our teacher, was a black teacher woman, um, Mrs. Lewis. She was adamant. I do not want magazines as a reading, um, um, as a reading thing, as a reading tool. And so one day he brought in a WWF magazine with Hulk Hogan. And I think Andre the Giant might have been on it or it could have just been Hulk Hogan. He had the yellow tights on and the Hulkamania shirt. And I was like, what are you reading? And we sat next to each other and he showed me the magazine and I fell in love with the magazine. Fast forward a couple of months later, my brother-in-law, basically him and um, his friends used to come over on Saturdays when he used to be on Channel 5 in New York City. And we watched wrestling every saturday afternoon 
and I was just hooked to it. Um, Jake the Snake was my scariest um, <laughs> feel. I was afraid of him. I was afraid of Damien. I absolutely love the Hart Foundation. I absolutely love the British Bulldogs. Um, Bret Hart was my absolute favorite crush, but Hulk Hogan was my um, quote unquote hero. Um, but fast forward, that has changed. It's okay. That, it's I okay. Know, it's like he's part of the friggin' history, man. And it's 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 so unfortunate because that's another conversation for another day. But anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but I, I, I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with Ricky Steamboat and the emotion behind it, watching, you know, him and Jake the Snake go at it and, you know, him getting beaten to, to his death and not knowing what happened to him until the next week, if he was okay, you know, like just that whole, um, at that point, it wasn't like, you're a kid, you don't really have anything you know, you're just, you don't have any responsibilities. It's more like mm-hmm. you're just focused on what happened to him. Oh my God, I hope he's okay. And then mm-hmm. not, and then the next week, it's all real to you. The next week he comes back, oh my God, thank God. Or main event happens on channel four, you know, that night. And it's like, oh my God, he's good. And, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, but then, you know, life happens and you're in the streets, you're in Grant's tomb and, you know, you're going to Greek Fest and wrestling is not really on your on your top of mind. You know, yeah. high school, it's high school, yeah. it's middle school. And that's around the time when the, you know, people start teetering off. And so um, I fast forward, I had my kid in 2004 and one night it, it was on, um, I moved to DC. Um, I used to put my kid to bed at 7.30 every night. Um, oh, he couldn't even watch Raw? <laughs> He's a baby. He was a baby at that time. <laughs> right? <He started> <laughs> um, um, and so he, uh, I would put him to bed and then turn it on. And that one night I, I, I turn on um, and I was just like, it was like um, Vince McMahon and Stone Cold and a bedpan and all this drama. And I'm like, what is happening in China and this and that? And I'm like, what is going on? What am I watching? Didn't recognize any of the players, the new players. And I fell in love. Like that was my, that was my go-to every Mm -hmm. Monday night. I think it was, it was always on Monday night, whatever night it was. And, you know, I think at that time it came on at nine o'clock. It came on real, real late. So I would hurry yeah. up in the house, do the laundry, do whatever I need to do so I can sit down and I can watch this craziness. And so, again, you know, life brought me back to New York City. And um, I, what you call it, I stopped watching. And then, but then my my nephew at the time and my niece, my, my son was growing up. So my nephew and my niece were watching it. And that was when John Cena was around. And I'm just kind of like, Eh, not really into it, but into it. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And then my son gets a little bit older and he's asking me for a pay-per-view. And I'm like, what? Pay-per-view? Like, <laughs> whatever. I don't know what you're talking about, right? So then he's going to his friend's <laughs> house to watch it. And then one one day, one SummerSlam, SummerSlam 2014, you know, his friend, he couldn't watch it at his friend's house. So he's just like, mom, can we please get the pay-per-view? And I was like, okay, whatever. So I ordered it through TV, paid 60 bucks for it. And he's just like, mom, no, you, we have to get the WWE network. It's $10. And of course, like, yeah, $10. $9.99. I, 
are they going to see you? He was trying to help you out. He was trying to help me out. I'm like, what? Boy, you don't know what you're talking about. $10? Them pay-per-views are $60. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, I'm telling you, Bob. I'm telling you. I'm like, whatever. So I paid the 60 bucks, and I, it was Roman Reigns versus Randy Orton. I watched that match. I was like, who are these two? The Randy Orton for, like, I have said this countless times. Randy Orton is a technician in the ring. Like he is the last of his breed, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. of that Mm -hmm. wrestler that got trained from the old guard. And you see it every time he gets into the ring. And that match, oh my God, I fell in love with wrestling again during that match. People don't respect like, where and I know we're talking about the women on this section of the show, but it's like people really don't respect how good Randy Orton oh is. God. And oh when he's goodness. when he's on, he's on. Like I'm not gonna say that he didn't get kind of lackadaisical at times Absolutely. during his career, especially in the early part. But like once, like now, this past two or three years, he's been on. Like he's one of my favorite things about oh Raw, and he he's 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 amazing. He's an amazing performer. And you see, you see that like. What he is taught is in the fabric of his being. When he does a power slam, when he does the RKO, every single move is precise and pristine. You know what I mean? And when, like you said, when he's off and he's not into it, you're like, okay, you got attitude. Like he wears his his emotions on his sleeve. And I Mm -hmm. feel like for me, anybody, when they talk about Roman Reigns segwayed into that and who he is and why I'm a fan of his, I start at that moment. That moment of mm-hmm. seeing him in the ring and how, you know, he basically, he, Randy walked him through that match and he just took everything in. He took everything mm-hmm. in in that match and it was just such a great match. Then you transform, you trans over to um, the last man standing between him and Big Show. That's when I was like, Wow. That was a great match. Like, I honestly was able to watch. I feel like that match helped me really realize and really look at in-ring work. Because I never really like to be that surface person. I always, right. it's, it's like everything. I love Batman. Why do I love Batman? Oh, my God. He's got so many layers. I love the relationship that he has with, 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 with the Joker. Like, it's almost like they need each other to survive. You know, as many times he could kill him, whether it be a movie, whether it be a cartoon, random cartoon on HBO, it's always <laughs> deep. It's always some deep thing that people just don't. I don't understand why people just don't see that it's beyond the surface of somebody's craft that you can be a fan of. Just because he looks pretty does not mean that that's why I'm a fan of him. That man mm-hmm. is good. You know, and and the story of him denying that, not wanting to be in the business and wanting to go down a different path, but understanding that at some point in his life, he's like, I need to feed my family. Same thing with the Usos. We need to feed our family. We need to do that. If that's not relatable, at the very least, to a single parent or a family, I don't know what is, you know, And, and so we go into that not wanting to know them outside of the ring and yeah you know, it's 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 hard not to because things are just so visible now and so it it adds to the fandom that 
this person is who he is outside of the ring and what he had to do, the sacrifices and what he he really wanted to play football. And my son wanting to play football, he wanting to he him wanting to play collegiate football, but then got into college on an academic um, level and him understanding, you know what? if this is not going to work out, I need to focus on this and I need to go down this path and just making those decisions on his own. It felt like you can kind of relate that to that person that you're a fan of if their, um, I guess their ideologies are the same as yours. So it, it just, again, it just goes, I just don't take fandom for granted. You know, Big mm-hmm. E is another one like, he reminds me of my son, like his mom raises him, his his mom raised him to be respectful. Even when he's upset, he's respectful. You know what I mean? And to see him take the role as a champion and people crap on his championship all the time. And I just, I try to correct them. That was not a bad champion chip run. It, it just wasn't, not to me. And he exudes his character and his personal life, it, it bleeds into each other. You know what I mean? Right. And so that what that's what makes me a fan of him. Like he's just, he's such a good person. And look what happened to him recently. Everybody yeah. on every rock came out in support and wished him well. Like same thing, it, Brody Lee was the same one. Everybody mm-hmm. that you could possibly imagine came out, you know? Mm-hmm. And so- you know, I say this to say, like, I'm just not a, a, a surface fan. Like, I, no, I, 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 we see this, you know, I, and, and thank you for telling that story. We had to, you know, we, yeah, we let you rock, you know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. it is, it's such a great story and you have such a great story in getting into it. And I think it's important to that something that you said where it was like, hey, I'm not just a fan because I think they're pretty. Cause I think it, it boils down way too often to, oh, women only like the men because whatever, whatever. It's like, yo, right. like, you know, Women wrestling fans, to me, a lot of times they get the minutia a lot of times between the the work and you see, OK, he's a technician. You know what I mean? It's like, and I'm not, and I'm not saying it because I'm not saying it like I'm shocked or surprised, mm-hmm. but it's like, yo, you get it more than men do. You know what I mean? Like women get it more than more than we do. I, I, t- I tend to admit, I tend to think that men always have tunnel vision, certain things, especially mm-hmm. within the wrestling community where it's like it has to be black or white. There's no gray, you know, and, and I try and you know, fill people in and say, Hey, there's, there's more to stuff than, than just, there's more to the SummerSlam thing exactly. than just Bianca losing in 26 seconds, exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. or there's, there's more, there's more to the Roman thing or the biggie thing than he lost on raw a couple of times. It's biggies on TV. He's doing NASCAR. He's doing college shows. <laughs> he's doing stuff <laughs> like that. That's what that gets him to. And it's like, <laughs> you really understand. And, and, and a lot of, you know, you, you understand the minutia and the, in between the lines of a lot of stuff. And you know, that I, I, you know, then, I think that's easy. Yeah, but then it also, the, you know, just to cap this off, it also lends to the, the arc of their careers and the arc of their stories and kind of yes. how that goes. You talk about the 26 seconds, that lends itself to the arc of where we're at now. Even the Big E thing, like, as much as it was an unfortunate accent, it's going to lend to the arc of his story of, like, where yeah. he goes and where he becomes and stuff like that. And, yes. you know, we you got so many different of these stories kind of at WrestleMania as well. Um just being told i would love to get into the kind of the predictions talking about these matches if you guys are ready yes let's do it all right um listen let's start off with 
of course. The, let's start off with the women's tag team championship match, the fatal four way tag team match. I really hope no one is added between this, the time of recording this, and now. But it it, it feels like fatal four way. Um, it feels set on fatal four way. Um, we got Queen Zelina and Carmella, the champions, defending against Sasha Banks and Naomi, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. And Natalia and Shayna Baszler, which was a last-minute addition to this match. Um, how do we kind of, you know, what? I'll start off with you, Mimi. Um, how do you kind of feel about this match in terms of like how it was put together and kind of the, you know, everything that's involved with it thus far? Well, if you've been, if anybody's been following me, you know that I'm a big Naomi fan. Like I absolutely adore her. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't understand the coupling of her and Sasha Banks. Um, I don't fully understand the handling of Sasha Banks, but that's another story for another time. Um, I think that, uh, like, I I just, I don't know what I think of it now and I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't, I try not to comment on certain, certain things only because I just, I just don't know that I fully understand why this is happening because right. mm-hmm. Sasha, um, Naomi. That's a good way to go about things. beloved. So I just don't understand why this is happening, especially when she was tag teaming with Ronda Rousey. Like that's a big deal. Right. So I'm like, yeah. okay, well, maybe they want to just slow build her. Why it's been like 11 years, but okay. They want to, you know, really kind of take her seriously now. So maybe they're wanting to give her the, give them the tag team because people want them to have something to do. But why? Don't just give them something for something to do. Okay, Michelle, just deal with it and just move on. Okay. <laughs> you want them to win, right? You want them to win. Okay. I, I get it. I, I get it. It's like, but, it, but, and I said this on the A show, it's like, it's to the detriment that, this WrestleMania is so, so focused on the Roman Brock thing mm-hmm. that everything else, like it's a kind of an attraction match. Yeah. And I think that's what this kind of seems like as well, where it's like, you know what you're tuning into. And, and to be fair, like a lot of people like they, this will probably fall on deaf ears, unfortunately, because a lot of people do care about that, that big man event on Sunday. But with Sasha it and her and Naomi, they've had history by tag teaming before. And they, they kind of want to give like, honestly, this is to me a, a pathway for Sasha to get her first mania win. And, and Naomi to be yeah. a part of that as well, but but to give that to two black women, and I and I think to me that's the story that they're trying to tell here. Yeah. But with but, but you know WWE is far too often it's like next man up or you know this is what we're focused on right now, and this other person will get there later. Because mm-hmm. like another person in this match that I feel like should have a singles match is Rhea Ripley, yeah. and I'm like she should be doing yes. something. And and do, and 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 what about Dewdrop who? undoubtedly is one of the hardest women like she's had like probably some of the most matches of any women on the roster and she's not on this card at all and and oh I, I think god. it's such a disservice oh my god i did i did a piece on dewdrop in the fightful magazine um last month and i didn't know anything about dewdrop when i did that piece and i had to really dig in and do my research that is one woman i will say that has remained consistent with mm-hmm. from Viper to Piper Nevin to Dewdrop. Like the name has only been the thing that has changed, but she is such a badass and so good at what she does that it's it it just doesn't make sense. Rhea Ripley, I completely understand why they had pumped the brakes because 
she I, I feel like it was too soon, right? But I think mm-hmm. she's gotten to a place where she understands and took that back seat and really took time to really learn and mold herself, um, especially on right. the mic, because when they took that title off of her, um, when they took that title off of her, it didn't make sense. When I saw the the documentary documentary, it was it totally made sense. It it felt like she wasn't ready. Same thing with Roman when he didn't win 31. It made sense. But then when they took the title of Asuka and gave it to her, that completely, I was just like, okay, they're behind her or whatever. But she fumbled, in my opinion. She fumbled on the mic. She fumbled, she fumbled on the mic to the detriment of her in-ring ring work because she just wasn't focused. And it was too much too soon. So now right. I feel like it's different. This makes sense. But she's like in a tag team like she's not a tag team person she's a singles person could you imagine right. Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley it, it, yeah. going, when it happens it's gonna oh. happen and I, and I know that for sure oh yeah. my god it's, it's so thing. these these two Zelina and like ugh, I'm just <laughs> I will leave yeah. it at that but <laughs> I'm yeah. just ready Everyone, for Sasha and, and Naomi to win <laughs> can you can you believe this is Shayna Baszler's third WrestleMania. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even, you don't even like realize it, right? Like, because she started in pandemic. I mean, good for her for getting three WrestleManias in a row. Um, right. But, you know, last two, I mean, she won last year at WrestleMania. So that's always good for her. She lost at the first one. So maybe she can kind of, I doubt she'll <laughs> come out on the good side of this. Um, but I don't know. WWE does a lot of different things. But, um this is her third wrestlemania in a row natalia i think she was on she was part of the big story last year with tamina and kind of like mm-hmm. figuring out that arc um Liv morgan has had a great year in terms of just like um them always kind of like we know what we got but now it's time to act on it um so we you know you spend a couple months with her and becky lynch and i think you elevated her i think when you we, we talk about uh, so often on this show about the Raw women's division and the SmackDown's women division, how the Raw's women division just is a lot more dynamic and full of life and stuff like that. And that's because you don't really you feel like at any point everyone has had an opportunity. So they're up to a certain level where it's kind of on SmackDown. Charlotte stands alone at the top. Ronda Ripley, Ronda, Ronda Ripley. <laughs> Rhonda is on another cloud somewhere close to the top and everyone's just kind of like waiting for their opportunity um this women's division is dynamic they had a very great they, you know they have a very good match on smackdown um just a couple fridays ago with sasha and naomi versus uh ray ripley and Liv morgan that was awesome i'm looking forward to this match because i think that despite um people like you know slotting them and it's like oh they're just getting slotted into this match i do think they're gonna put on for the for the moment that they have um who do we got winning this one i'm gonna go with naomi and sasha i i think that with two established stars in this spot mm-hmm. a la shana Naya at one point, people that are established that they want to put on TV, you can spin this off into a a situation where you can have them on both shows and it makes sense. Yep. And if, and I'm thinking ahead here, if they're going to be calling up some 2.0 gals, 
that could be a possibility as well. And you can, you can, you can input them. I, I think it's just, it's far. And I don't know if this will be the, the time they do it, especially not with these tag teams, which are basically like dormant for most of the year. Most of the time you could set up some mid card feuds with the women. But I think if, if you have Sasha and, and Naomi with these titles, you definitely have an opportunity to see them a lot more. Yes. Yes. And I think Naomi needs that in my opinion. Really? I do. Um, I'm with you. I'm with you, Jeff. We're going three for three because I also <laughs> believe that Sasha and Naomi are going to walk out of. The, I mean, they were the first in the match. They were announced for the match. I'm ready for them to take this. Show up on Raw. Show up on SmackDown. Do it all. I'm I'm ready for the moment of you know in WWE because it's happened in other promotions before. I'm not going to act like it hasn't in other promotions. Mm-hmm. The first African American female tag team champions in WWE. Um, I'm ready for that. You know, yeah. Um, yep. Let's move on to the next match. I think this one is going to be shorter than the other one that we talk about, so we're just going to get this out of the way for this because this is supposed to close night one. Um, we'll see how that is kind of received, but the SmackDown Women's Championship, Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. Well, Charlotte Flair defending against Ronda Rousey. Um, this feud to me has been a disservice to the main event slot of WrestleMania, in my opinion. Um, yeah, anyone else? Please step in, please. <laughs> I kind of feel I, like... I'm sorry, Jess, you want to go? No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Sure. Um, I was not interested in this until last week. I'll be honest. I feel the same. I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. I thought that the table, the table thing, was the most I've been into it. Mm-hmm. Them trying to re-rock the, the security, fighting security thing. I was like, y'all did this before. You just need to keep it simple sometimes. Yep. And I thought they did that on, on SmackDown two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, oh my god, whatever. I've never. Um, I've always felt like even when she came in, what was that, 2018, 19, 18, right? When she 18, came in yeah. 2018, I felt like the women's division did not need her. I felt like they were building themselves up and it felt like, you know, the the optics were they couldn't build themselves up. So we're going to bring somebody to help bring eyes. But I felt like they were doing it slowly, but they were doing it. Um, and now more than ever that she went away for a few years and came back, we they don't need her. So for me, it's very much about what I see and the emotion of how I feel at that time, hence the 26 seconds that I can't let go. <laughs> but I feel like... I legitimately... We're going to talk about 26 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I legitimately was not into it. I didn't like the Royal Rumble bit. Um, I just don't. You know, uh, Charlotte, you know, she gets poo-pooed on all the time because she's always at the top, but there's a reason why she's at the top. She is the queen and she has remained consistent three different iterations of the queen i have seen again um and i feel like this is the best version of her and i feel like she's she because of who she is she is going to make this something and she proved that and she's doing that and she did it on friday she created she's helping to create this to be why it's supposed to be the main event why she it's de- deserving to be the main event and why she is deserving to be the main event because it's really in my opinion all I see is 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 Charlotte here so um yeah 
We also said she's coming back for broke because she missed WrestleMania last year, and that probably was not that supposed too. to happen. <laughs> that, that too. That too. She's like, no, we're not missing out on this this year at all. At all. I, I feel like Justin. Do you want to comment on anything long form about this? Um, I'm not mad that Ronda is back. I was not mad that she chose Charlotte, but once again, shout out to Dion for being right that she was going to choose Charlotte. But I think that I don't think they had really good creative for these two. I think they felt as though this was like a Brock and Roman thing when it's not really. I, I honestly would say I feel like most WWE audiences are kind of tired of Charlotte in, a, in, in some way, shape or form. And I think you're seeing that here. You give Ronda Sasha or Bianca or even Becky. Mm-hmm. That's a high angle. That's a high angle off top. Bailey, even. That's a high angle over top. Charlotte and Mills, you've said this, gets the same booking every single feud. Yeah. Well, you got. And, I think the difference between those ladies as well and Charlotte at this point in their career is I feel like at some point. Um, they have adversity. They have adversity. Yeah. And, but mm-hmm. also on different levels, they're willing to compromise, right? Mm-hmm. On, a, on a certain level, like compromise their own character. I feel like these are definitely two alpha females. And none of them is willing to budge. None of them is willing to add in a seed of doubt or vulnerability. You kind of see that with the, you know, most recently with the Roman program. Suddenly now Brock is, now that he realized that he's awakened Brock Lesnar, he's kind of like looking side to side, looking behind the corner. There's kind of none of that in this feud. It's really just kind of like two alpha women really running towards each other multiple times like they're like mastodons or like all the other stuff they're just like running and bumping into each other and all this stuff like that whereas i feel like i feel like you know being an athlete uh i feel like that sort of story it's 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 more complicated than i'm the best um because sometimes you don't believe you're the best ronda rousey last her her last i mean she won the royal rumble so i guess she got nothing to really be doubted about but wrestlemania last time she lost um mm-hmm. charlotte flair i mean she also lost an extent but they've never really had that kind of one-on-one encounter i would just like yeah. to see a, them peel a few more layers back on this thing and actually add a little bit of a little bit of what they're doing on raw to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah yeah do you think that they can do that that night like do you think that they can tell that story in the ring that night um n- i know but- no doubt I have no doubt this match is going to be fire. Yeah, let me be clear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I have no doubt that they're going to kill it. I think that Ronda's going to bring it. I think in big time situations, she is still one of the best wrestlers on the roster. I think there are some people that might have kind of like lapped her. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not not lapped her, but matched her really in Mm -hmm. in terms of just talent. I'm I'm thinking like Bailey. I'm thinking Bianca, Becky, even that have matched her first year in the in the business. I think that we were all in awe that how how fast she caught on. But I think that there's women that are on her level right now that they could put her against. But I just think that just get it. It's one of those matches, and I think I'm gonna say this a lot on the on this on this episode. Just get it over with. Just yeah. give me the match. Yeah. Um, I, I'm ready to see it, and I'm ready to see this this thing be over, so we can get to the next step and get Ronda working with new people and give Charlotte some some damn adversity for once. Yeah, yeah. I I think that um I think the three who was it Naomi, uh uh, uh Charlotte and Ronda. And Sonya was in this match, but I have to say, like, that Jihad match was <laughs> really good. <laughs> I was like, like, everybody shined, but I really didn't see Sonya at that point. Because 
the three were just so outstanding. And at that point, it helped me like bring my guns down on the whole Rhonda situation. And I was just like, okay. And Charlotte, same thing. Like, I feel like with Charlotte, she always, though her booking is always the same, she knows who deserves it. And and I don't want to say it like that, right? Because she's not God per se, the wrestling goddess per se. But I feel like she knows who she's in the ring with. She knows when it's somebody good. And I feel like she genuinely wants to make everybody better. You know, that whole Lacey Evans situation, I feel like she just, she just couldn't get into it. She didn't want it. And she was being forced to do it. And you can see it in the ring. She was not trying to do it. I think when you put her up against really like tough people and, or people like Bianca and people like um, Naomi, people that she knows deserves it, she helps them. And I think that's, it goes back to knowing that, you know, knowing who that person is outside and who, what their morals are and how she, upset she got with the 26 seconds. You know, like all of that made me feel like, it made me become a, an even more fan of hers. If that makes so sense. Who do we th- so who do we think is winning this match? I think it's Charlotte. Wow. Wow, shit. That, that would be some next... Le- listen, Mimi, that is some next level politicking. Mm-hmm. If Charlotte manages to beat Ronda her first match back, let me tell you, I think I'm going to say Ronda because there's just so much more. And it, and this goes into what I'll say during the Becky Bianca match. And, and I have reasonings for thinking it's going to be Ronda, but um, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say Ronda here mm-hmm. and Charlotte. If she ain't taking time off, she needs to learn. She needs to, to get acquainted with them tag championships or find a mid card feud. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. <clears throat> I'm going to say, um, I'm going to go, ah, shit, I can't really pick one. Um, (laughs) I wish I could. Um, I'm going to say Ronda Rousey. I just Mm. think, yeah, this is the direction I think they're going to go. Um, and let's hopefully spin off. I mean, WrestleMania backlash right there. They probably do it again, but yeah, let's, (laughs) let's spin it off into something different i think yes this this feud has been i feel like charlotte's championship reign thus far now that when you think about it has been just leaning for this moment um because quite frankly there's she's hasn't worked with too many other than the fantastic naomi match um last month um hasn't been too many on the radar tony storm then she kind of quit and then you know all this other stuff like that but i feel like this feud this you know this championship reign has led to this moment and i think you know i think ronda's gonna take it yes and as we as we move through this this is a match this next match we're going to talk about is something that has a lot it's it's very there's a lot of emotions behind this on, on all sides and I think we get into the deeper conversation of just, you know, one of these competitors and how people like really, really love this, this person. And, you know, we love her too, but we're going to talk about Becky versus um, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair for the raw women's title. <laughs> this is a feud that Our has main been going on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> this is a feud that has been going since August of 2021. Mm-hmm. And, um, it started with the 26 seconds. We're not going to get into, or maybe we can get into the machinations 
of why that happened. I think people forget why that happened <laughs> or what happened that led to that. Mm-hmm. But it went through uh, a, a a really kind of a, a steel sharpened steel moment for Bianca's career, whereas she was without the title. She had an embarrassing loss at SummerSlam and she had to work her way back to the top of the line. Becky, of course, solidify her title reign with a bunch of defenses from the likes of Liv Morgan, Dewdrop, and Lita. Uh, and now they finally met again and they're going to meet again on the showcase of the Immortals. To me, this is a match that has um, the most story of anything barring Brock and Roman mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. You have Becky, who has uh, who was essentially, you know, put her foot in the cake mm-hmm. <laughs> of mm-hmm. Bianca's coming out ceremony. And Bianca, who is looking to get her spot back on the biggest stage of them all. Uh, there's a lot we can talk about about this before we predict it. But I think we do have to go to... You know, really the question that, that people will ask here is, I think that, and I don't know if you saw a lot of this meme, like where, where we, you know, people were thinking that Bianca was not getting this match. <laughs> I was one of those people almost. I was really, almost, you know what? I was, wasn't I on y'all spaces the night 26 seconds happened? And I went likely on this were. rant. I, think- I was on this rant. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I, I don't, and I never have these types of reactions because usually I'm like, oh my God. And then I start, I come down and I try to think about why this happened. And, you know, this, I, I can see it. Okay. But, you know, I'll still hold that it shouldn't have happened. Since that, since SummerSlam, I can't, I can't even see Becky. I can't even see her. And then when I found out that, you know, there were a lot of the reason why her and Charlotte with that whole um, uh, Survivor Series situation that happened. The reason why her and Charlotte are kind of like we're at odds or whatever is because of that whole situation. And again, going back to who you are and how you like, I'm a big component of, of being an advocate of people. And so that's what drew me to the whole Charlotte situation. And that's what kind of like had the curtains closed on Becky. I've never really fully had my curtains open on Becky anyway, because I just feel like out of all four of them, the four horsewomen, she was the weakest one out of all of them. Um, I, I feel like she has had a lot of luck when it came to Becky Lynch, the man, and now big time Bex. Um, but, you know, that's just my opinion. I need this I I almost felt like the way that happened because it felt so out of nowhere and I was there when that whole thing happened like I was working for the company at the time and everybody was just scratching their heads about it you know and it just didn't make any sense and um it was hurtful to see Bianca like kill it in mainstream kill it on interviews like interviews that weren't even wrestling related like she understood Mm -hmm. her brand before she understood her brand and for this to happen and for becky to be like okay with it it bothered me it bothered me a lot because it's just like you're supposed to be building this roster you know and at, at some point we were all looking at you know, WWE's women's roster, like, okay, what's going on here? You know, and now it's, it's, it's in a place where no other roster can kind of like, kind of hold a light to them. 
And so now it's it feels like me watching this and I it, it infuriated me. It, it felt like it was happening to a family member and I couldn't understand it. I don't care how much, you know, what show she was on and mm-hmm. whatever. Like, I didn't care about any of that. It just didn't make sense because Bianca was doing the same thing and, you know, she was on a trajectory. Um, and I and I thought she wasn't going to she wasn't going to get this match. I thought they were going a different route. I thought they were going to do drop. I kept quiet about it though. Do drop? I I don't know. I don't know about <laughs> like Bianca was undefeated. Has been undefeated for months. Like she hasn't been beat since uh, Becky beat her. I, uh, like Extreme Rules, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt like in this moment so in terms of like kind of going back to the 26 seconds because it's all part of this arc and i wish we got to we got to talk to bianco before SummerSlam, which is amazing mm-hmm. it's like night and day at this point like oh. <laughs> everyone was so optimistic getting into it it's like yo we're about to have this magic against sasha and then right. you know, everything else happens um <laughs> so it's like night and day in terms of like right. things but you know what um I feel like I've seen this story multiple times before, which is why I was. And then I also kind of know based on the year beforehand of kind of where Bianca kind of stood in this company. And then I also do feel like in a sense, um, Becky Lynch, I feel like she's a lot more giving in, in this situation. And I feel like that leads to when you think of the raw women's division, which is, I mean, with the additions of Becky Lynch and 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 um and and Bianca Belair with that last draft, I felt like it's become a lot more dynamic. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like there's a lot more opportunity, and I feel like Becky Lynch is definitely a part of that. And I look towards mm-hmm. that that five on five women's match that they had maybe sometime late last year, and I was like, oh, wow, look at this division and kind of like all the different faces and all the different personalities and kind of how they're mm-hmm. thinking. And, and I see Becky Lynch as kind of like the cornerstone of that and able to put herself next to these people. I can't mm-hmm. really, and that's why my thing is a little bit different for the Charlotte and SmackDown thing, because I never really saw that with Charlotte over this last run as well. I've never saw her kind of lend her star to other people during this run where I feel like Becky Lynch has done that multiple times. And I feel like, yeah, Charlotte, Charlotte would have never worked with a Liv. She would have never worked with a Dewdrop. Like she was barely given Tony Storm. Like she was beating Tony Storm like a drum. And with pies she, and stuff, like all types of yeah, like, weird stuff. But she was making her look silly as fuck but, before she quit. But <laughs> I feel like that lend itself. I, this is why I always felt it was coming around. And maybe this is like lending too deep, and we're going beneath the surface and talking about these as people. Where I do like to talk about these people as characters mm-hmm. as well. Um, I felt like she knew. At the end of the day, I felt like during that moment, because I'm just, were you at MSG? Uh, for SmackDown? SmackDown. Um, for Survivor Series? No, no, no. Not Survivor Series. That's SmackDown. That 9, 10. Yes, I was. um, That segment was so hot between, Mm -hmm. and it was just a contract signing. It was just like, sign it, sign it. I remember that. (laughs) I remember that specifically. And I remember the magic they had. And I felt like Becky recognize that and realize that and was like all right we're gonna come back to this let me tuck this away for now when we come back to it we come back to it and i don't even think this speed is going to be over after wrestlemania to be honest with you um mm-hmm. but i do feel like this is the culmination definitely of something of becky lynch's run and how she's evolved and now she's 
10 toes down into her heeldom and how mm-hmm. Becky Bianca Belair, even after last year and that amazing moment of last year, kind of has to resettle and, you know, plant her feet back and say like, okay, how do you overcome? I mean, the, the best people don't stay, you know, get down and stay down. They come right back up, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that story of being able to tell that again and it all culminating now, it could have been, you know, I, I feel like in some situations, w- randomly, you could have heard a plans change. We're doing Becky mm-hmm. Lynch versus, you know, whoever the fact or Ronda Rousey or something along those lines. But I felt like it was made clear that, nah, we need Becky. Bianca Belair in a moment somewhere and in this moment right now. So that's where I think this match has kind of led to. Um, and and just to pick um, to piggyback off of what you said, everything that you said about um, Becky is what I saw. I, although you don't, you didn't, you weren't able to kind of like see that on a SmackDown mm-hmm. level. I personally saw that, and I know that. I know that she did lend her star power to some people. I think that the difference between her and Roman or her and Brock is while she does have a a voice and she does have a platform and she uses it, she can only use it to, to a certain level, to a certain degree, mm-hmm. but she does try. And so, and, and I know that she's done that for a lot of people. She did try for a lot of people. I think mm-hmm. that she put her foot down for Naomi and that's what it was so killer. Um, but I think you are right. Her booking blinds that, and that 26-second booking blinds me from Becky, where I can't yeah. see it because I can't get past 26 so the, seconds. And I so the elephant, the elephant in the room here for me is that we've still not gotten an explanation for the Sasha thing. And with the Sasha thing comes the 26 I, I think that's the one thing that I, f- I feel like no one ever talks about is the fact that that match wasn't even supposed to be those two that yeah. night. And yeah. when that happened, it's like, okay, it's clear that Sasha was not there. It's clear that something had happened. Cause even when we talked to Bianca, they told us not to mention it. And wow. it's clear that she, it's clear that she, she disappeared for weeks after that and came back. Yeah. And Fucking if Sasha does show up another day, I mean, you we got because my thing is that like my I ask this question. I say, when can we get over this? Because I feel like there's certain things that happen within the community where it's like we got to remember that this is not they're not doing this personally to us. Yeah, you know they're they're doing this in service of a storyline that they want to tell. Yeah, and this to me seemed like, and I said this from from the beginning. This seems like the long tail for them to meet again down the line, mm-hmm. and then finally have this match and her get her win back. And I think that with that came. Maybe Becky was not ready to go that night. Maybe they did what they had to do last minute. We don't know. Again, I'm speculating just like everyone else is speculating about Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. But we can't forget the Sasha role in the 26 seconds. You're right. You're right. And no one ever wants to bring that up. And I I find it fascinating because it's like, you know, at the end of the day, Becky's not saying, well, I'll go out and I'll go out and squash her. You know, I doubt. I highly doubt she's saying, I want to go out and squash her. Like, I 100% believe creatives like, Go out there and do it, whether you're happy about the shit or not. And you're right; she's not a Brock Lesnar where she can just throw the title at Vince when she goes back, you know, to the back, right. you know, into the backstage area. But she's going to make the best of it. And I feel as though from the 26 seconds, what we want from Bianca, maybe it's not the title, but you wanted her to be dominant. You wanted her to not look stupid like she did that night, and you wanted her to eventually get that win back. And for a woman who was again the sole survivor that year, 
later on when the first the the, the women's elimination chamber, mm-hmm. her resume is 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 still practically untouched i just I, I just don't think that this one thing like the the the, the brian danielson daniel bryan what was it 10 seconds lost to sheamus mm-hmm. that that didn't stick with him all his career because he ended up man of mm-hmm. manias after that mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like everyone everyone gets the shit kicked out of them in this company whether it whether we agree with it or not i feel like finn balor gets the shit kicked out of him all the time all the for time. no reason all the time i i yeah, I feel like fucking Roman got the shit kicked out of him Oof. for no reason all the time. And he had to and, take and, it. <laughs> he had to take it. And I feel like when you're a top guy, you got to take these things to some in order to, for to get to that level. Yes. To get to that level. So it's like when people are like, well, well, I, I and I feel like this is going to happen. And I feel like if, and, and I think Bianca's going to win. OK, but I feel like if she's if she wins, people are going to say, well, that doesn't make up for this. And it's like, well, you want the company to do two, two to three things with these women. You want them to have long term storylines. You want them to, be, look, to look dominant. You want them to do all these types of things. And when they finally give you the payoff, you're trying to tell me that this one thing that there's an elephant in the room that no one talks about <laughs> is the reason why it doesn't matter as much as if she had just lost it in a 10 minute match. Because either way, and I'm going to be clear, people were going to be mad regardless if she lost to Becky, no matter what month. No matter how long, no matter what happened, people were going to be mad at the, at the situation. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that we finally eventually got here, to me, is the win. Yeah. Because they could have forgot all about her ass when when Finn lost. And I hate to keep going back to Finn, and, and you know, I, I know it's not all, it's not, it's not one to one, but it's mm-hmm. like when Finn lost to Roman in that dumbass way, they for, they completely forgot about that shit, and they yeah. didn't talk yeah. about it again. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. You're, lost, right. You're right. They have. They have brought up the 26 seconds every single time to a point where it's like they are purposely trying to get us to think that they did it on A on purpose. Well, they did, but to get, to get us to give that doubt where it's like, okay, she can't last another 26 or she can't actually beat Becky. And that to me is the best story of it all because it's like we shouldn't be I, I feel like we shouldn't be looking at just that in a vacuum. We should be looking at it that and saying, okay, my favorite baby face face adversity the same adversity we say charlotte doesn't face the same adversity that we say becky doesn't face the same adversity that a lot of the people in the top guys don't face she's had to face it and i think she's going to come out on top mm-hmm. and she's going to be even better when she does because i believe in this character mm-hmm. and oh, i feel like wholeheartedly, I, I, yes. I, I love bianca and, I, and i'm sorry I'm, I'm like rambling but it's like i no. believe in this character and i think that like when this happens and she wins we need to look at this in a sense of okay they finally ma- they, they made it right because she did it on the biggest, the biggest, you know, stage of them all. The, the biggest stage of them all. There was no one that could have said, "Fuck it, I'm not coming to work." <laughs> right. There was, there was no situation where they had to do a bait and switch with Carmella. It's straight on her own merits, and I think that's the story here. Yeah, I think you're right, and I think these types of conversations I need to continue to have for me to get past 26 seconds. And mm-hmm. you're right, the 26 second bit, it, 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 it clouded. another conversation for another day because it's Women's (laughs) History Month. It's Women's History Month. And I have very strong opinions on that. And those strong opinions go back to that, you know, and the fact that, you know, you're told not to even bring it up is it just solidifies everything that I have felt and everything that I have um, thought, even working at the company, you know, the fact that you think that it's okay to disappear, to to just not show up and not think that it has any repercussions. The first time it didn't have any repercussions on anybody, but this time it had repercussions on somebody. 
And it's repercussions to the point where I can't even, I have to have these types of conversations to come down from what had happened that night, Mm -hmm. you know? And I have to keep reminding myself as an adult to be like, listen, you are missing out. Like every time she gets on my screen, guys, like (laughs) I can't even watch it. I can't watch it. I just walk away. I will watch it and I'll just only see Becky. I'll only see Bianca and that's it. You know, and I and yeah. I need to stop that and I need to not do that. But I feel like there are these sensitivities in our um in our in our brains and that situation hit that point in my brain. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. I'm not really a grudge holder. This right. storyline has had me hold a grudge for a very long time. And <laughs> you brought a you brought the perfect point. I need those these types of rambles for me to remember. Like for me to remember that because right now, I, but I need I need like I hate to interrupt you. Like no. I need your perspective too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that too many times <clears throat> we've sat on spaces and we've heard people say, "This is for the let it play out crowd," and we've had people in our faces tell us they are not going with Bianca while she's winning the elimination chamber. They're not going with Bianca. While Rhonda is picking Charlotte, they are not going with Bianca as Becky beats, like she's beaten everyone on the roster on Raw. You know what I mean? Where it's like, there's no one left for her. Yeah. So like, it it has to be this. It's going to be this. And it's like, I feel like, and we can go even deeper in the surface. I feel like as black people, we are used to, and and I'm not going to say that WWE isn't isn't playing on that, Mm -hmm. on that, uh, and that insecurity, on that fear Mm -hmm. that we're not going to see our favorites succeed. We had the same fear when people got mad at Kofi Kingston losing that gauntlet match and people were saying WWE is racist because he lost a worked match. (laughs) That's how I'm not one of those people. And then he ended up at WrestleMania nonetheless. Yes, exactly. And Kofi Mania was born and all this other stuff like that. Exactly. And it it becomes something bigger than what I think. And WWE does this because they want to get a a good story, but they don't they do it without the understanding of the sensitivities going on in the community and the world around them. Right. And to be fair, that's an advantage, but it's also a disadvantage because of how rabid the internet is now yes. with the takes. The too takes much. are just so rabid. It's too much. It's too much. So they play prey on it where it's like, oh, another um, another white woman taking over a black woman in this amount of time. Yeah. But you're leaving out the mm-hmm. fact that she was facing a, she was facing a black woman and a black woman didn't show up. Right. Right. So for whatever reason, I'm not pointing the finger. I'm not saying Sasha did this or that, but Sasha didn't show up. And what happens when you when you don't show up to something that is as rapidly moving as WWE they have to replace it they yes. have to do something yes. they have to do something to give a story yes. we don't know if down the line it was going to be Bianca and, and Becky then she was going to take it or, or whatever but we knew we were supposed to get that match we didn't she lost it is what it is and I said that at the time let's see how they play this Becky heel turn yeah and I say they always got cute with it until she did that promo on Raw sitting in the chair I thought it was a great promo and especially finally saying what we wanted her to say is that I'll do anything for this belt and it goes back to SummerSlam. She will do anything for this belt, including cheating, which she did. And now we're rolling, we're rolling back. You know, we're rolling now into this match, which I think we're given the proper time here at Meals because this is our main event. Listen, we've given this more than the proper time. And I'm to be honest yes, with you, I already know what the it. answer I, I don't I already know what the answer is gonna be. But who <laughs> you got winning this match? <laughs> Listen, it's gonna be Bianca, period. 
Thank you. And I'm going to be happy because that's, this is all I want to see. I will put one one little caveat on it. This hair business, stay away from it. (laughs) Stay away from the hair. I'm serious. They don't want to write it. I'm not saying I'm going to write it internally. I probably will, but stay away from that girl's hair. Please. Please, I beg you. <laughs> and, and they've just done so much with just the intensity of this feud yeah. that feels natural in a way that Charlotte and Rhonda feels fake. Yeah. Where yeah. it feels forced. Becky's ducking her. The reason, remember, the reason why Bianca's even getting this shot or getting a, an extended, you know, way to get this shot is because of Becky inadvertently. Yeah. You know, putting putting herself in the way in, in the matches that got her here. So like it, it, it's it's very much like a, a story of two women who are both again we we have we have two stories of women that are alpha females mm-hmm. but one's doing it better than the other yeah where one is they're playing on Bianca's down and, and and I think this is the kind of like the last storyline you can do where it's like okay Bianca's kind of unknown she's kind of still a rookie when she beats Becky that'll be like the third or fourth I think it I think it'll be all horse women she's beaten already yep you know yep and th- that she's here now you know what I mean yep. she's here now. And I think, and I, I'm going ahead. I'm going ahead of you, Mills. You, you think it's Bianca too, right? Of course, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm, yeah. I'm going ahead of you, but like, I think you come out of this with Bianca as Raw Champion, and you give her Oscar. You finally give her Rhea by Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we finally get that fucking match that we wanted mm. to see for so long. And that's our, that's your that's your fucking Roman Brock. Yep. <laughs> in my opinion, yep. that's, that's you let that's, her that's, you let her lead the division. Other than the last time where the division kind of led her in a way. Yes. Right. Yes. You, right. You let right. her lead the division and you give her the opportunity. Here is the ball. I felt like with the last year's run, it was great and all, but it was clear that they were like, you know, holding her hand along the way. We're going to give you this person. We're going to give you that person. We're going to give you that person. Now it's time for her to be in charge. And this is her stepping into that leader role. And that's what I think is going to happen. When I counter and- that. I counter that. I counter that. I think her program with Dewdrop. As good as Dewdrop was, I feel like she was shepherding Dewdrop. Mm. Business wise, she was shepherding mm. her in the ring. They they were helping each other, and I think Dewdrop was helping her, especially with the, all of the assists. However, I feel like it was evident she was the veteran in the ring when they did touch. Mm-hmm. It was just That's a testament to no. Bianca. It's a testament, man. Yeah. And I think there, there's a lot to there's a lot to to say with even the Dujar program that they had the best matches on the yes. show. Yes. Whenever they faced each other. Oh my god. And I I don't get tired of these matches. They've done them what four times now. I, I've I haven't got tired of one. They're At they're one. fire every single time. That's right. They are to me. They 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 have some of the best chemistry in the WWE right That's now. That's right. And right. I think I think you let her. You know. You let her prove, you know, she's proven herself now. Now it's time. She got a chance that I feel like a lot of champions have never got. I think I don't I haven't seen her a run like this since like CM Punk where no. they got the belt, lost it, and then they then they had to work they had to work their way back up to mm-hmm. a point where they're like, Okay, I'm him now or mm-hmm. I'm her now. And I and I think that I look at that now and say, yo, they the first time it felt like she, the belt was was controlling her. Mm-hmm. Now it seems like she's the bigger star. Yes. She you know she's a big enough star with the belt. And I think you come out of that, Bianca leads the division, and you come out of this. But Becky going for Rhonda. Yeah. I think it's Rhonda and Becky and Money in the Bank. I think you could you could realistically have Becky kind of move on mm-hmm. from that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listen, Mimi, thank you for your 
your expertise and your and your lending us your brain and lending us your kind of everything for these dis- for this discussion regarding this the women fun. at Re- WrestleMania. Oh, this is listen. We're gonna do this again um, because this is a. I felt like this was a discussion that definitely needed to be have, and I'm I'm you know love all parties involved. So I'm yes. glad that we had this, and I'm glad that you were part of this. So thank you. Where can they follow you and kind of you know turnbuckle talk and everything that you're doing? Well, thank you so much for um, for having me on. This was such a pleasure, and it was so much fun. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at I am Mimi Shells, um, and you can also follow the Turnbuckle Spaces uh, uh, handle. We are on Tuesdays at 7 p.m., um, and Fridays is our after party after um, SmackDown at 10 p.m. And on IG, you can follow me on It's Mimi Shells. Um, and, yeah, just follow follow me because I write for different um, websites. So if you follow me on Twitter, that's where I'll post most of my, um, my articles. Um, Hopefully I'll find a home soon. Um, But I just, I'm kind of like roguey. I don't like to just commit to just one thing. And I just like writing about everything. We've been there. Trust me. I love writing about everything. Justin been there. (laughs) And I just love writing about everything. And I just like featuring myself on different platforms because I feel like I, I, you know, that's showing everybody love. So um, once you start committing yourself and, you know, I just write for this place, you know, then you you can't really write for other spaces. But I feel like everybody, the space has grown so much that I just want to, bless everybody with creativity and it's great to be creative together so um love you guys i hope to come back on again amazing amazing we're back (laughs) on the a show more to dma show listen wrestlemania prediction party it's still rolling strong if you are here you are in you went for the long haul Yeah, I don't even know what we haven't even put this shit together. <laughs> I don't know but you're what. in for the long haul. <laughs> we don't. I don't know what what part of the show this is, but thank you guys for rocking with us. I know you guys listen to the show like on your commutes, and you listen to this while you're getting ready and stuff like that. Hey, man, thank you so much for for listening to it, and especially to our patrons. You guys are waiting, pay you know, patiently every single. It, it might this might come out a little bit later <laughs> today because of all the editing we got to do. But uh, thank you guys, of course, and. Uh, so it's back. It's down to me and you, Mills, for the for the main event. Mm-hmm. The main event. This Three. mania. Go ahead. This mania's got some big matches on it. We talked about some of them. I know all this, but there's a lot about the car that people don't like. A lot of people are really sour on it. But we're getting to like some main events where people where, where like some of the people in these main events have barely touched each other. And stuff like that. Like they they barely actually had any physical altercations. Some of them had like none. <laughs> What's so we don't know. So we get we get right down to it. Um, let's start off with AJ Styles and Edge. This is a first time ever match. I think a lot of people don't even recognize this, but this is the first time these two have ever ever faced each other. I would hope it's the first time they ever did face because at this point, <laughs> I mean <laughs> I so this feud, I think Edge and AJ, it's definitely been first of all, I don't think this is gonna be over with this. Edge doesn't seem no. to do one-offs. <laughs> he is not a one-off guy. Um, so I don't think that this will be over in this stage of or this, you know, incarnation of this feud. But you know, this AJ and Edge feud, it all stems from this, you know, if you can say an Academy Award winning promo that Edge had on Monday Night Raw, where he discussed like he needs another 
like he needs this wrestlemania moment he needs another wrestlemania match like it's in his bones this is like this is him coming off of just having an amazing tag team thing with his wife and just checked another thing off his bucket list but he needs that wrestlemania moment to kind of feel whole again to get the blood coursing through his veins and all this stuff like that and who comes out to answer his wrestlemania challenge none other than the phenomenal one aj styles right and from there we see edge completely make a almost a 180 very sharp turn a wild wicked k turn into the world of heeldom and just kind of on a very express basis transformed his character into a completely different entity within the span of seven days yeah, of a week new song i we still haven't heard that new song again since we heard of that one week <laughs> it's about to be mixed and mastered baby <laughs> yeah, it's about to be crazy but i do one thing i do like and i feel like again i always say this with edge because I, I feel like he does have a lot more say in his programs than anybody else does in a company so like i'm mm-hmm. pretty sure he's probably been like keep me off tv y'all worry about this this match sells itself and i do agree this match has sold itself aj styles is a proven commodity this version of edge is a proven commodity there isn't much that needed to be said after that concerto. It would have just been redundant, right? It would have just been like, y'all are just doing the same thing over and over again, week to week, like kind of like what he did with Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this is a strong steal the show contender. Edge has shocked me since his return. Every single, every single big show with the Seth matches, uh, the Roman Reigns match, even the tag match has been like, yo, like he's really working. And AJ Styles, there's not a moment at a big show he's not working, you know? So I, I think this is going to be fantastic. Mills, what do you think? No, I think, I mean, you're talking to the edge head here, so I think everything that he's going to do is going to be fantastic. But I do think, um, I think it'll be very, very good. I think we, it may be pulled back, especially if this isn't their first encounter. Um, and I also sidebar, I mean, if there's a match to steal the show at WrestleMania, this is potentially be it. I feel like every sh- both cards have one match that's just going to go out there and steal the show because I think WrestleMania just itself is more about the moments, more about the spectacle, less about proving a point, having these five-star matches, anything of the sort. But this is definitely a contender based on kind of the output that both guys are having. AJ Styles, potentially at his best. Edge, potentially at his best doing the damn thing together. Um, I would have loved to see more story, but I get what you said as well, because this feud kind of just sells itself. It's AJ Styles versus Edge. If you're a wrestling fan, you're going to love this. Um <sighs> who I think is going to win this match now. I don't know. There's no <laughs> momentum trending in any direction. Like, you know that's a good thing. Yeah, it, it, it is. It reminds me kind of like how they do in what they used to do in New Japan, where it'd be like, okay, I want to fight you. Okay. I want to fight you too. Like there's no, you know, there's no momentum in either way. Actually, t- shockingly enough, reminds me of the AJ Nakamura match from Russell, Russell kingdom, where it was like, they, they had never touched before. And this was going to be the first time, and we just did. We just had to watch and see. And I think that that's giving me the same type of energy. It's like how how can they make this? How can they make this crazy? Um, I man, I'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that Edge has been on quite a winning streak. AJ has not, in terms of like big matches, right? Right, right. I'll go ahead and say AJ. AJ has, doesn't hasn't really won a lot on WrestleMania, right? He's like oh, he's like one and three or something like that, two and three, something. Like that. He won against Nakamura. He lost his first one. He won 
What the fuck did he do last year? Shaming man. He beat Shaming man. He beat Shaming man. I'm wilding. He's won a lot. Never mind. <laughs> he could take a lot here, but <laughs> he has won a lot. He's probably lost like one time. Um, I'll go ahead and say AJ Styles. I'll say AJ Styles. I'll go Edge. I'll go Edge. Just, you know, whatever. You, I'll go Edge. I love Edge. You, you can't lose here. So, like, it's, no, it's, I can't. It's, it just is what it is. Uh, but it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic, and I think we're gonna go out for. It. I'm, I'm definitely gonna be locked into this one because the storytelling. That's one thing that I will miss about being in the crowd. And I'm gonna actually re um, re watching this and uh, just just to kind of see the storytelling that I might miss in the crowd. Like, there's definitely gonna be some shit that I miss just watching mm-hmm. it, the show and th- things that I don't even hear watching the show. Right. Um. Next up, we have Seth Rollins versus uh. Noob Sabat from Mortal Kombat. We don't know. It's, it's a- <laughs> a, 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 an opponent of Vince McMahon's choosing. Mm. So there was a five minute segment that was preceded by Seth Rollins doing some some good storytelling here, showing that Vince McMahon had texted him saying, "Come to the office. I'll uh, I'll tell you about your WrestleMania match." And Seth goes to the office. We are truly in two thousand and seven with this one. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it. I texting. Actually, we, we we gotta really tap like like really give it up to KO and Seth for carrying these programs with two people that have not actually been on the weekly shows. Like they have done the work. I, I said it two weeks ago. These are two heels that have the most segments on the show, are uh-huh. carrying the show most days, and have the biggest storylines. <laughs> like he is absolutely still a bad guy in the, in on this show. Um, Vince tells him he has a, a a an opponent, but he's gonna announce him at the at the show on Saturday. It's on WrestleMania Saturday. So <laughs> WrestleMania Saturday is looking crazy <laughs> right now. Um, let's just, all right, let's, 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 let's just tap in here, man. It's Cody. Okay. <laughs> is it? <laughs> is, this the, is this the Eric Bischoff, Vince McMahon moment? Shake hands, put the hands up moment. I think, you know what I'm looking forward to? First of all, I'm looking forward to how Cody is introduced. I'm looking forward to the entrance to see if it's just as over the top as all his is his fucking AEW. Listen, he's not the EVP of this company. So it might be he might just get like, you know, some red, white, and blue on the ramp and we keep it simple. <laughs> um he's not the but if he gets the flame, the pyro, the over the top wrestling entrance, um I will be sports entertained. <laughs> I'll just say that um, <laughs> I'm so interested in how he's introduced because this is going to kind of say a lot. And and it's already said a lot, right, based on how the storyline goes, um, based on the positioning of this, who's involved. Vince McMahon is involved with this program, um, who he seemed to really just be involved with Austin Theory for the last like seven months. Um, yeah. So the fact that Vince McMahon steps out of that bubble to also get involved with this program, it definitely says something. Um, it'll be interesting to see where Cody kind of lies on the other side of the spectrum, but he's going to show up and show out in this match. Yeah. He, he, they got to, they got go to, mm-hmm. they got, they got to, it's Cody got to make a, he got to make a believer out of me that you deserve all this money. <laughs> Cause I know you got broke off the bag, <laughs> but this is a bigger than the match meals. Cause the thing is, here's my thing. I don't want to say it doesn't matter who wins or loses, but the the this match is a moment. 
this match is a is a is a grab your nuts moment. Absolutely. We got Ronda, we got Brock, we got Stone Cold, we got we we got uh Johnny Knoxville, we got Logan Paul, we got the we got the biggest women, we got the the biggest dudes facing each other, biggest two black niggas facing each other. Oh and yeah, we got we got your fans to cheer Cody, something you guys couldn't do. Yeah, and oh yeah, we got your mans. This WrestleMania got something for everybody. This we got your mans. Y'all want a little got, AEW in this? Well, you know, we got a little something, something. Yeah, this is a this is a grab your nuts moment. And I think I can't think of anyone bigger than 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 Seth to kind of do this. But I'm gonna say it right now, I think Seth's gonna win. I think Seth's gonna win. I also think Seth is gonna win. People are gonna be mad, but you gotta re- you gotta realize all the shit this nigga been talking for the past two years. <laughs> He gotta lose this one. Take this, yeah. Take this, take this stomp, yeah. Take this buckle bomb, yeah. And then on, then you get your win back next month. A backlash. That's cool. That's cool. I think he's going to win this one. I think, <laughs> I think Seth is going to win this one. But I think it's going to be amazing matches in general. I think for the last number of months, I mean, you, you look at the the kind of Cody on the other side of things towards his last couple moments in AEW. I mean, he's having, he had a great ladder match with Sammy Guevara, put himself through a flaming table for whatever fucking reason. Um, (laughs) um, He, I think this style of, I mean, he's always been the sports entertainment style of wrestling within, I guess, whatever that wrestling company is. Now it kind of feels like this is kind of where, this is where it should be. And if mm-hmm. he's given the lo- the longitude and the latitude to do what he wants to do, I think he knows that this thing can be amazing, but he just needs WWE to give him the opportunity to do that. And I do think that this matches that. The rollout for Cody Rhodes, if they do call him Cody Rhodes at this point, the rollout for Cody Rhodes at this point. Is- you can get his name back because they own it. <laughs> <laughs> he can be Cody I'm, I'm being real. He can be Cody Rhodes again. They oh, own it. That's the reason he- yeah, I mean, at least he got the opportunity to buy his masters, I guess. Um, but but this is the road. This is the opportunity that they're giving to Cody. Cody needs to grab this shit, and he needs to hold on to it, and he needs to never let this go. I equate this as similar to how AJ Styles got the opportunity of a lifetime when he debuted, and he took that moment. And even though he took a lot of L's when he started off. He made the best of the moment, and he eventually got that W. So I'm. This is the moment for Cody. It just is. <laughs> it right. is. I don't, hey. don't want to put too much pressure on him. I'm sure he listened to this in whatever fucking <laughs> rental, you know, bus that he owns. <laughs> but let's talk about like the introduction of him at the show. Like that is a that is a a supreme hold my nuts moment. Like that is that is a supreme like yo. Yeah, you can't do it like this. And, and you got to look at like even even AEW themselves. They seem to have like punted this week, right? Like they're just like we we can't even <laughs> we're gonna be watching like everybody else, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. They don't have nothing big coming out of this. They 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 they. To be, but to be fair, they've never really you know. I'm I'm not, to be fair, then they've never really tried to compete with this this weekend. But they've really not even like Dynamite isn't even gonna be crazy this week. You know what I'm saying? Like they they've completely kind of like moved out the way for this. And, no, and you're right. Cody is definitely, I think that would definitely be a reason why they did that. Like, I, I 
they got we'll, we'll get them next week <laughs> like that's that's what they're gonna do so um we both say seth but really it doesn't matter we all win here you know watching the show because we get to see all the drama and all of the the hatred if you know you know who doesn't win uh but now we got the biggest the biggest wrestlemania main event in history you want to find the titles titles winner take all roman reigns versus brock lesnar um before we start here like meals do you think this is the biggest wrestlemania main event in history it's got the most stakes on the line. It's got the two biggest titles in the company. It's got the two biggest wrestlers over the last probably decade. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, why would I lie? <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, it's got a lot of stakes on the line. I think it's the stakes that's on the line. I think it's the pride and, and, and the egos and everything on the side that makes this probably the biggest main event in WrestleMania history. I know it's really supposed to be a build. Um, I'm not going to call it... Now, I think there's a difference between the greatest WrestleMania main event in history. I think mm-hmm. this can calmly take the role of the biggest, and there can still be a greatest that people can debate all after the fact. But we, this we, is we've got we've never had a match with two guys that were undoubtedly like the top, but with these stakes before. And with these stakes, yes. With the that, that, that's why I have to say with these stakes, like because we had Rock Austin twice, but they didn't have these stakes. And they, I mean, WrestleMania eighteen could have benefited from an undisputed championship match between The Rock and Austin. Maybe, yeah, but <laughs> but yeah, we didn't get maybe, that. <laughs> yeah, but but it, but there's there's history here. There's a story here. Roman even brought it up. He's never beat him at WrestleMania. When he said that on Raw, I said, "Holy shit, he hasn't." Which is like, that's the last right meals. Like that's like the last hurdle for him to be legit here. And my second point here is that, like, okay, we know the match is going to be good. I think really just the the what what this match means and what's going to happen from it. Where mm-hmm. the hell do you go, regardless of who wins this match? What happens the next day? There has to be something happening because I don't know where this. Like everyone's like, yo, this seems like this is just. Somebody said like a couple months ago, this seems like this is just the end of of wrestling as we know it, or something like that. Like some something really dramatic. Mm-hmm. I was like, that was not really. I think this is the end of this current the current way that they're doing things and into the new way that they're doing things. Right. And, and that's what we're about to see. But what, what comes out of this? Regardless of who wins. I think what comes out of this is, huh? You know, it's interesting because I'm not, I don't really see the need for a unified championship. Um, and it would be dumb if they just ununified it like two months later or something along those lines. I don't really see the need for a unified championship, nor can I see both of these guys continuing to travel from brand to brand and people getting the opportunity and and one world champion and stuff like that. I don't see it. The brand split is not – it just doesn't benefit from that kind of – the way they would handle that kind of business. So I'm not really sure what we see on the other side. Like, to be honest with you, it's kind of – you know, not to say – I realistically i can't see what's on the other side like as person says like this may be the end of wrestling as we know it we all know that it's not but it feels like i don't think anyone truly knows what's coming out on the other end of this and and that's on them like when they said that they were like they booked themselves into a corner all this stuff as as far as the ride goes i'm just enjoying the fucking ride 
as far yeah. as they, they book themselves into this, for, for the program I like a lot, and I've liked it since he since he appeared in July. I've liked mm-hmm. it all the way up to here. Obviously, COVID it, it got muddled, and I think again people they tend I mean, to overlook. They got it back. They got it back. They got it back. But I feel like just like I told Mimi, like people like always seem to overlook the the there were circumstances that they can't control, like Roman getting COVID at day one. That right. kind of dis- you know, that, that derailed this program, and that's why we got that weird moment in January and, and February. But like, um, I I think that it's up to WWE to realistically book something that is interesting, but also <laughs> book someone to be either of these guys after this is over. Because once you once whoever comes out of this, and really whoever loses it too, they're the biggest things in the company. When you beat them, it should be an Undertaker level rub. When you do that, the only person I feel like really got that was really Bobby Lashley. Just look at the reaction he got mm-hmm. when, he, when, he, when he even looked at Omos. Because now he's like, oh, he beat, he, beat, he beat Brock Lesnar. He was a WWE champion twice in one year. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's the rub you got to get. And it's like, who, who realistically do they have built up? And that's on them to, build, to create that. But when it comes to the title, I'm pretty sure they'll rock two titles for about, about what, a month before they come up with a unified title. I don't think we've seen any leaks about that being out yet. But what is a unified title? You know, what does it mean, and 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 who's going to get it, and and what does that look like, Mills? Is it just going to be one title? Like, what do you think? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I really don't. Like, this is you know why? Because this is such bizarre booking to me. This this is so. Not that it's like, you know, we've seen unified championships before, but this doesn't feel like it makes any fucking sense to have. Um. It feels like maybe they want to get rid of one belt and like usher in a new kind of championship. And maybe they want to do that. But even still, it's like Universal Championship still kind of new. WWE Championship, you're not going to get rid of. I'm, it, I, I really can't see the other side of this. Like, and, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is so bizarre. I'm not even, t- this like defies logic. It, it's really kind of now imagination and, 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 and you know fantasy even to an extent of like all right so we have one unified champion we have this is this is fucking um i can't even say goku versus vegeta because vegeta gets beat all the fucking time this is fucking this is goku versus the ball hit was the name hit or the what was the other the other nigga nah hit gets beat up too um the guy he couldn't beat who's the ball guy i forgot his name oh jiren yeah. Jiren. Yeah, that's what it is. Brock this is, is that. This is that. And it took like eight niggas to be Jiren. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a this is a massive thing. I'm looking forward to this match. I'll say this. I'll say this. I think the story that they've had involved, I think the way that they've transformed Brock Lesnar since SummerSlam and the way he's approached things with his new promo style and his new character just in general, I think it's the level up that Brock Lesnar needed in his career. There's only so many times you could have seen him with track pants, um, sneakers, and in, 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 in a new t-shirt for a new town, and that remained fresh. And I think for over the last number of years, we expressed those sentiments because we didn't want Brock Lesnar to be world champion based on the fact that it was no longer fresh. We no longer... Um, we no longer were having these kind of like, you know, we no longer wanted him booked in any of these programs because it just wasn't fresh. And I think the rehabilitation of Roman Reigns over the last two years itself, the decision to truly give him, no pun intended, the reins of control on the brand and everything, you know, after the fact, 
this is the heel turn that we never saw John Cena get, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think ten again, ten years ago, they don't do this because they're trying to do they're trying to stay above head above business. Like they're trying to, you know, we got tickets to sell, we got t-shirts to sell. They're thinking that. They're not thinking like we've got, you know, entities and and and, and streaming libraries and so many other commodities that they can sell that they can afford. They're like, oh, you know, we could turn our biggest star heel and he'll still be our biggest star. He could still yeah. generate all these other things. So I love the evolution of kind of both these things and just the business that's taking part in this match itself. And I think, you know, we have, and I think just the relationship between these two, we've heard it. I think Brock Lesnar obviously respects Roman Reigns because he's at the point where the business is so good. He's like, okay, you guys finally made a star. Like he's willing to lay down for the. He's not willing to lay down for Dean Ambrose at WrestleMania 32 or whatever the fuck it is. He's a goof. He's a fucking goof. He's he's a, he looked at him and said, "He looked at him and said, nah. Give me some real." He's. He, but, he's but remember, he, remember Brock, Brock didn't like winning that last time. You know, right? That's why. That's why I think. Um. Roman's gonna win this because Brock didn't want to. He didn't want to win the last time. No, you're he right. You're right. But at the time, Brock Lesnar was the 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 big. He was the commodity. He was the measuring stick. He was the attraction. And now you have Roman Reigns, who's that Roman Reigns, who's such an attraction. They can leave him generally on an island of his own, which is called SmackDown. <laughs> SmackDown, which does not have a lot of top stars on it, but it has Roman Reigns. Think about that. Yeah, I, I, I feel like Roman wins because I think this whole time he might, someone in the back, whether it be him or someone else, has not felt like that the universal title was what he needed to have around his belt or around his waist. He needed the, the one with the lineage. And if you combine those, we all know that the lineage gets combined. Mm-hmm. So he will have the longest. I think he'll have he'll, he'll have like the longest reign, right? Yeah. Of, of WWE title. Well, the longest reign. I think that's what they want. I think they, they want him to 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 beat Brock. I'm pretty sure Brock does not care. He'll still be the this will, Brock losing does not take anything off of Brock. You know what I mean? I think this has been the setup here. I think Roman wins. He gets the WWE title, the unified WWE title with all the lineage. Mm-hmm. And he's the he's the number one guy on that because that's what they're giving him, and, and mm-hmm. he fucking fucking deserves it. Just give him maybe seven more reigns so he can be up there <laughs> with Triple H and all of them. Um. I think that they are definitely, I think they're looking at the universal title as an abject failure. I'm just going to be honest. Like the universal title, we can say that now. It was yeah. a failure. It, it's a failure. And I would think that they uh, would want to re- re- start over. Look at, uh, look at the rain. Look at I the mean, rain. Hold on. Let me pull it up. No, nah, don't pull it nah, up. If I, know who, I know who's there. It's Brock a lot of times. If, if, they, do the, if they do the motherfucking NBC universal title. <laughs> then we will be good. They, they call it after a network. Nah, nuts to that. Like AEW so, so got their TBS and TNT championship, but what if hold they on Spike TV? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Finn, KO, Goldberg, Brock, Roman, vacated. Brock, Seth, Brock, Seth, Fiend, Goldberg, Braun, Fiend, Roman. Failure. <laughs> I don't know if it's a failure. <laughs> it's a failure. This is the call- longest ring. I mean, yes, I think there's no, 
I don't know if I could call this a failure, bro. I don't feel like the I championship. It was well, not, not a failure. Cursed. Cursed. The I think first. I think the universal championship was never going to pale in comparison to the WWE championship from the beginning, from the time they called it the universal championship. And it was just red. And like, even Mick Foley was like, y'all need to calm down. Remember that? I was there. (laughs) He was like, all right, right, y'all, y'all need to chill. (laughs) I was there. I was there. I was there when they unveiled that belt and everyone booed. It was like, nigga, it's just red. Yeah, how do y'all do a title? Like, get get, get touch grass. Anyway, right. okay, maybe not a failure. It was definitely cursed. Look at just the reigns. This was the Brock title. This was the Brock and Fiend title for a really long time. Sure, yeah. And and you know, it, it that's just you know where it kind of ha- has stayed. And you know, if we're, if we're looking at it, if we're looking at it within that sense, I want Roman to have the WWE title. He needs to take it to the bigger show, which is SmackDown. It makes sense. Where this leaves Raw, I don't know. Where this leaves Brock, who knows? That's on them. <laughs> they need to figure that out. Not us as a fan sitting at home. They need to write, just like with, with Better Call Saul, I'm rewatching. They figure, they, they, they wrote themselves into a corner every season and they write themselves out. If y'all are who you say you are, y'all need to do this shit. Y'all, you got time. You got a whole bunch of big shows coming up. Do that shit. Because you're not doing it to the women. You're not doing it to anybody else. This is your biggest title on one of your shows. Figure it out. But I think Roman's winning. What do you think? I think Roman's winning because, yeah, he has not beaten Brock. I think the story's leaning in that direction. I think Brock Lesnar is okay to lay down on his sword at this time in his career, especially for a guy like Roman Reigns who can carry the business. Um, yeah, and then Brock goes away, runs off into the distance, then rides back on some sort of cowboy horse and shows back up at a later date. But I do think Roman Reigns wins this. Roman Reigns becomes a unified champion and someone someone i mean i don't know if it's gonna happen in this year the rock is next year yeah so he might hold the championship for another year we might be transitioning this might be just a kind of ploy to freshen up roman reigns fucking incredibly long championship reign it's it's his world. We just live in it. There it is. There it is. It is. And there goes our prediction show for 2022 for WrestleMania 38. Um, thank you guys for listening to this. It's incredibly uh just laborious but enjoyable to do with everybody. I want to thank I want to thank everybody on our team, uh Cyrus, Quan, Channing, Armand, Dion. Um, CC couldn't be there, but shout out to CC too. I mean, he couldn't be shout there, but I'm just saying people doing it was on the show. I mean, this is not is nothing against CC. Love CC. Nah, love CC. Um, Trevor Trout, thank you so much. Mew Chelsea, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, to all our patrons, thank you as well. I I have to actually get right off and go put this up, put the show up for you guys. <laughs> but uh, thank you all for listening. I will be in Dallas this weekend. If you see me, uh, say hi, man. Say what's up. We're gonna be really loud. <laughs> Don't be weird though. Don't be don't be don't be weird. You know what I'm saying? Don't be weird. Please don't. You know what? I trust the people who listen to the show. I trust them. Don't be weird. Just say yo, you. You know what I'm saying? What's going on, brother? I'm gonna be at Wally Mania. Uh, shout to Kaz, Wally, of course. Everybody over there, gonna be there. 
yeah, I gotta I gotta do the show and I gotta pack and I gotta get ready to go. So next week we'll be back with our with with my thoughts about Mania live. Uh, my thoughts on Mania weekend. We're gonna run through the show. It's gonna that's gonna be another long one too, Emil. So so strap in for that one as well. Uh, so yeah, thank you all for listening. Um, we really appreciate you guys. This is like this is always one of our biggest shows of the year. So until next time, until next week, y'all be safe. And especially if you're going to Dallas, please be safe. Please, please, please be safe and and get home safely as well. Uh, And we will see you guys next week on the A-Show. Peace.